This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash if you want to help us more directly. Hi, all you comic book readers out there. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. And this is <laughs> Off the Rack, a live comic book review show where we take comic books in the past week and then we talk about them and recommend them if we so choose. Mm-hmm. And then we recommend books that are coming out this week that we think you should check out at the very end of the show, which is why you should watch the whole damn show, not That's just right. the parts that you like. That's right. Uh, not just the parts where you're like, oh, I only like this one book and I want to see if they agree with me. I want confirmation bias, please. No, no. Stay for a full, well-rounded episode. And hey, if you stick around, You'll also get to enjoy our sponsors for today's show, which is the people who watch the show and use Super Chats. Those people get to ask questions or comments. They get integrated into the show, and they cause all kinds of tangents. And uh, the result is that everybody gets what they want. Mm. And the show ends up being like an extra hour longer, which is pretty sweet. So uh, let's talk about some books that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. Uh, What uh, do you want to start with, Tiffany? I think you should start with this big old picture book. This which did not come out this week. No, it didn't even come out last week. It came out weeks ago. The Who question, knows? It wasn't like DC mark, promoted the damn question thing. Question mark weeks. Um, yeah, here it is. It was uh, issue three. I said that like I didn't like it. I didn't. No, I yeah, did, yeah. Well, here it is. Written by Kelly Sudakonic with art this time by Nicholas Scott. Uh, I, I, this is over. It's all done. It's over. Up. Um, Wonder Woman Historia. I love uh, the Amazons. I was like, wait, does that mean there could be other Wonder Woman Historia things? Because it's like Wonder Woman Historia colon the Amazons. Oh, so you think there's like Wonder Woman Historias that could be done? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. I'm just saying it could be done. And I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, it's it's like sad and brutal and beautiful. And the art in this like really slaps. Each of the <laughs> issues, like the art was incredible. In each wow. They're all very different, though. Yeah. Very different styles of art for each issue yeah um but i i kind of love them all it's just it's just so good it's such an enjoyable um departure from like a standard style comic book yes you know true like embracing of the like mythology attached to wonder woman um although not through her eyes she's it's not about her. Okay. It's about the Amazon. Well, yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. I mean, she's at the end. Um, oh, okay. Kind of. Well, it makes sense for her to like bookend it or at the very least kind of be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Hippolyta is in it through and through. And, and there's a lot of names that you're re- going to recognize. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was just, it, it was, it's fun. And like I said, it's beautiful and sad and, and, and brutal. And I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, if you were waiting for it to be collected, I'm guessing at some point it will be. Yeah. Oh, and, but, and inevitably, I'm sure it will, uh, within a month or two, be a hardcover you can pick up. Sure. Uh, and then everyone will be talking about how great it is. But no one will be able to say that it was fun, heartbreaking. Uh, what was it? Me? What yeah, I just said? I'm just trying to oh, think. and brutal. Brutal and be- beautiful and brutal. Yeah. Wow. So, so that can go on the hardcover. Still, still time. <laughs> still time, folks. Uh, but yeah, seriously, I just... I, I was like, oh, yeah, all right, let me let me grab this and try to get back into it. And I immediately remembered, like, everything that had been going on. Um, so well done mm. all around teams. Oh, because it was. Yes. Say say it again. Say 
Wonder Woman Astoria is fun, heartbreaking, bold, or uh, brutal and beautiful. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman Astoria is fun. Uh, what was it? Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Thank you. Okay. Wonder Woman Astoria is fun, heartbreaking, uh, bold, beautiful, and brutal. I gotta mm, tell you. Okay. Not bad. It's just, it's available now. That's yeah. a quote. You can just yeah, pull. Yeah, that's your quote. Anyway. But that is it. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I found myself very satisfied with the the entire story. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. I'm sure it'll be available at your local comic book store. Yeah. It, it is, certainly was at ours. Right. And I, and I, and heads up, it is about the Amazons. Right. It's about Amazons. It's about gods. It is a scathing portrayal of the gods. They are frustrating. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a uh, self-contained, out-of-universe story about Wonder Woman and it's in it could the be or could not format, be out of universe. Well, I'm just saying. But if you want that, go pick up Dead Earth. Oh okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's available in hardcover. You can there get you that uh, at any time, hmm. and it will be. It always is a treat. But so is this. I'm yeah. glad they made this. Uh, this final. I'm, I'm glad it finally got wrapped up. Yeah, and I honestly, I don't think I realized that there was going to be different artists on the book and it, yeah. by the second issue i was like you know what i, I, I like this yeah. I like it quite a bit and i and i get i think this one i'm gonna guess got held up i feel like this was a while coming yeah um so oh it was it was announced with the first rollout of the black label oh, no, i mean like the, specifically the third issue uh, i yes. feel like got a little delayed and i'm gonna guess it's just because the art was there's just it's so needed time yeah it needed time it definitely needed time yeah but. awesome uh well I um I, I read World's Finest uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number eleven from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. It's uh, a book that you've been loving. I have been loving it. It's McDonald's. I've been loving this book, but uh, this more or less wraps up the first arc with Boy Thunder. Okay. I believe we'll probably get like kind of a denouement issue out of it. Okay. But this is a really fun series. Uh, Dan Moore has been on it the entire time. I think there's actually, he's the only he's still, he's had a fill in for like one or two issues. Okay. It's not bad when you consider 11, 12 issues mm -hmm. uh, and he's done all the covers, but boy thunder, uh, you know, tested, uh, found wanting Batman, Superman, uh, you know, kind of like come up with a, they, they had a, if this kid doesn't work out protocol, uh, Superman starts to initiate it and then, uh, things go awry and it's, a uh, unexpected but uh they shoot him into the sun right no they don't shoot him into the sun <laughs> they're not monsters but it's a really good issue and uh sets up things that will be paid off uh 25 years ago so definitely if you haven't already checked out batman superman's world's finest it is the batman superman content that you have been waiting for very nice uh baggins uh, one uh, eleven seven says hi guys have to watch this tomorrow it is uh 2300 here in the uk but did you see that jed mckay will be taking over avengers yeah that's good yeah no we we definitely did yeah yeah and <laughs> as the resident largest jed mckay fan that i've ever seen in my entire life tiffany what are, are your you kidding thoughts me? What? No, on the avengers even, book like, i know that's not true but uh, people think true. that because you've liked the book uh moon knight uh -huh. and strange yeah. more or less uh -huh. that you must be hyped for this Avengers run. So I, I mean, there are some writers that you follow that I, I don't follow that. I'll be like, I'm willing to jump in on this. Can I have that knife over there. Uh, yeah, you can have that knife over there. I need that knife for our online show about comic books. Let's, if you please. You got it. Um, but you know, like I, like, I think the last Avengers book that I enjoyed was the first Avengers book I ever read. Which oh, 1602? No, I was going to say, oh. new, well, yeah. uh, say New Avengers. I'm, I'm not like necessarily the world's biggest Avengers book fan. No, it's hard to be. Especially um, no, it, I mean, like, I, I 
I get the idea of of the team, and and I know there can be development there, but I think I really often prefer either smaller teams, yes, or just character driven books, right? Because I'm looking for development of the character or yeah. changes in the character, getting to know the character. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to be like, no, I'm never going to even check it out. I'm just saying, like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, at last, yeah, Jed McKay. We'll be writing due. literally everything at Marvel. <laughs> yes, that, one day Jed McKay will write everything at Marvel. That's and then what, that it's was my, weird for him because you know he remembers everything. So someone will have to eventually remember what he did. Remember what Jed did. Um, yeah, so like that's where I'm at right now. Where I'm like, wait, I'm like, does this mean? I mean, I think he can balance it all. But Avengers, obviously, they're going to put a little more weight on that. Yeah, and yeah. he will be like transitioning from Strange to Doctor Strange. So yes. I'm like. Uh, I assume that the good doctor will be embroiled in some adventures and shenanigans with the Avengers uh, shortly thereafter. I am I am wondering that. I mean, Moon Knight did make an appearance in, in the strange. strange, but it hasn't really happened the other way around. Into Moon no. Knight, so I, I don't know. It's good. That's great. No, actually. yeah, uh, I agree. But I, I am wondering what he'll remember. So, you know, get your like old school Avengers books out folks yeah. because who, which one which period is he going to want to reference force works west coast leather jackets i don't know but i'm hyped to see I mean, what you got to do is you really got to go back to what he's referencing in moon knight and dr strange to figure out what his like what his wheelhouse was yeah. when was he reading marvel what, what was his favorite to, uh, well knowing again, his age he's probably reading it in the 90s potentially i mean Sometimes you can gravitate to things that are outside of that, though. That's true. So, oh, would you like me to work on this? Yeah, I can't get sleepwalker out of there. Okay, uh, Taz World says, can't stay, but as someone who grew up in the Claremont era X-Men, can you consider a GBU uh, baseball issues? I actually need to like look up what issues those are and then maybe even get them because I don't uh, I don't have all of them offhand. I know I have at least one, and I think it's drawn by a Qbert, so I'll have to check that out. Uh, Brian Rollins, much uh, like his Ant-Man book, I'm liking Al Ewing's Wasp. Come pop rules. Thanks a lot, Brian. I haven't read uh, his Wasp. I didn't even know that he was doing the Wasp series. Honestly, because of the Ant-Man cover schemes, I assumed that uh, Wasp was an Ant-Man book, and I just I just moved on. So I'll have to check that out now. Uh, Ray Far, Comic Pop Woo. Thank you very much, Ray. Uh, I bought FF Full Circle and Rorschach because of Comic Pop. Thank you for promoting art. Odin knows the big two won't. Can't argue with that. But hey, listen, FF Force, uh, uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle, and uh, a wonderful, uh, great, fantastic series. Rorschach, it was uh, incredible as well. Yeah, wasn't that a real pain in the ass? I don't want to make a lot of noise. I know, but it's tough. Thank you very much. Finally, Sleepwalker is free. All right. I tried really hard. I was like, I got this pretty easily, and then I couldn't get the cape out quietly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, now Did you see his hands. Yeah, I did not take those out. That's okay. I can though. What are, what are they? Are they open? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to have those. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. now the rest of the show is just Sal playing with his sleepwalker yeah. figure. Yeah. Thank you. There Thank you, you very much. Uh, uh, Ray Far also goes on to say, "I'm debating on buying Kirby's Fourth World omnibuses and was wondering what you think about the King and that era of his work." Uh, P.S. Give Wash treats. Uh, we'll try. I mean, he's a good boy and he deserves them. Uh, and sometimes. he'll take them. And he will take them. He'll inhale them. Uh, as far as uh, Friggin' Kirby goes. I'm not like I appreciate what Kirby did, and I, uh, I I value his contributions, and I like them when it's in the framework of the Marvel universe. But the Fourth World is not especially interesting to me, and uh, I I have New Gods, the trade paperback, but that's all I've got, so I can't speak to it. I can't be like, oh man, you you will love Fourth World. Uh, I I I can't speak to it. 
I think you'll have to check out like a preview or something and, and make a judgment call. But I mean, it is Jack, but it's Jack all on his own. Uh, Dan V900, me at the end of the uh, world's finest number 11. No, you can't end the story there. I need to see what happens next to David and spoiler redacted. So good. I agree. I agree. No, that's the fun of that series is like, oh my God. And here's Tiffany's favorite action figure, Rintra's leg or hoof. Sweet. Well, his foot is the hoof. It could be his whole leg. <sighs> New figures. Uh, Paul Williams. Who has no hands. Yeah, he'll, he'll get them. Hang on. Yeah, uh, I can't stay long, but I love the new Nightwing comic. Legit got emotional at one point. Also, I was wondering when we may see a new Letters Page episode. We'll have to shoot one. That's really weird. I just asked about that the other day. You did. Uh, I actually have one that we shot, and I just never edited it. So I'll have to what? put that together. Uh, but we do need to make one. Uh, so we have a nice big stack of uh, awesomely generous that. stuff from yeah, you guys. because you guys are the best. It's true. Um, I read this other series. Whoa. That time you d- stop, stop. Don't open that can. Do not open that can. Okay. That can is no. Yeah. That can is no. Uh, I read this series, uh, JMD Mateus and Kyle Hotz's Spider-Man, the lost hunt number three, uh, which is the continuation of this mini series, uh, focused on Spider-Man when he was living in Portland with his pregnant wife, Mary Jane and, uh, Ben Riley was Spider-Man and, uh, craven's dead and uh this i think it was billed as a uh like true origin of craven the hunter or something and it's just not it's just a big lie uh actually this is a introduces gregor the uh assistant to craven becoming a, a kind of new craven but set in the past and him you know fighting spider-man and you know making peter uh you know pay for triggering craven's madness and making him kill himself it's a uh, it, I really enjoy the series. Here's the thing. If you are like in the camp of there are no good comic books made today, but I also have not moved on from them and have made some kind of other hobby to, for myself, uh, then this series is for you. Uh, Spider-Man The Lost Hunt is exactly what Spider-Man was like back when JMD Mateus was writing the Amazing Spider-Man series or Spectacular for that matter. So okay. uh, if you uh, hate Spider-Man comics today, you should be reading Spider-Man The Lost Hunt because it is everything you've been complaining isn't there. Married Spider-Man, baby on the way, new status quo, familiar stuff, uh, deep writing, uh, compression in story. Like there's a lot happening in every issue mm. or at the very least there's a lot to read in each issue that right. isn't uh, just nonsense. It's 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 a good book. I enjoyed it very much. Nice. Uh, true to form. It doesn't feel like Okay. It doesn't feel like it did when they did that, like Return to the Clone Saga, and it was like, I think Mackie was trying to like apologize for and like redeem himself uh, with that series, and it ended up just being more bloat and weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is more just Demetrius being like, "I'm a good writer. I've always been a good writer. I'm not going to change how I write just because it's 2023." And it's like, yeah, good because it's fun, and, and I like it. I'd like to see Demetrius on a on a damn Doctor Strange book again. Uh, oh, or ever, ever, yeah, because yeah, because he only did the Into Shambhala. He wrote Doctor Fate for a while. Well, well, listen, Jed McKay's writing Avengers right now. Let it go, right, Jed? Let's spur your Demetrius have right because Jed killed Doctor Strange, took over Clea's book, and now he's going to do the new Strange series. Why don't you just yeah give it to JM? I'm sure he'd do a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. But I do recommend the book. The art also is very befitting of the series. It doesn't have that kind of like. Sometimes they get like Todd knock to draw it. And I don't, I'm not knock and knock, but like I do uh, think that they're when they're trying to like evoke a feeling, they're like, oh, it's the 90s. Let's get Todd knock to draw it. 
Um, this doesn't look like that. It just looks like a book that like comes out today. Right. And okay. I really appreciate that work. Uh, Hotz does a nice job, but it does still have that feeling. It has a foot in the nineties, but more like what editorial thinks the nineties looked like or a hoof for that matter. Uh, John Thomas says, have you guys had a chance to read The Man Who Stopped Laughing? That book made a lot of people mad, but as a Red Hood fan, I was mad for other reasons. I just actually read all four issues today, and while I don't think it's a terribly good series, I also don't have any complaints about it when it comes to the Joker. Um, there's a backup in it, uh, and it, it made people who monetize rage very happy but pretend to be angry, and it made people who for some reason pursue rage as a commodity on the internet very upset and, and the world kept spinning and you know the rich got richer and the poor watched terrible videos about the joker on the internet and that was what happened i have no i have nothing to say about it okay what did you read oh look can i have that stand while you're while you're thinking about it okay here because this is for my superman speeding bullets but it also works on sleepwalker so now he can fly oh what look at him flying right behold i don't know what's it does say dc like. underneath them unfortunately but you know yeah for um uh dark d dope no. character dope character there we go got Love it her. i read deadpool number three this week yeah i was gonna read that and i just didn't that's okay <laughs> that's okay uh this is written by Alyssa wong with art by martin kokolo oh yes um you know this book okay uh -huh. every time i start off like that this right good, like, yeah. you know where i'm going with this um this book's been like you know an interesting concept deadpool wants to like be a part of this like super fun assassins club which yes i guess now that i think about it, it is kind of interesting because it's like deadpool didn't like being excluded from krakoa so he kind of self-invited to that now that he's part of that he's like ah, i'm moving on i want to be a part of something else too yeah like i'm like oh that's kind of an interesting character development for him where he's just like he's not never happy with what he has right he just wants the next thing. Exactly. Um, so, you know, he joins up with that, gets assigned to go take down Doc, Doc Ock. Ock. You know, it turns out the his character called the Harrower was looking for him because he can support her breeding a new type of carnage symbiote. Yes. Um, you know, she and Doc Ock team up because he teams up with Lady Deathstrike and then proceeds to not team up with lady deathstrike and then this issue i gotta tell you this really felt like we're issue three and it's like hi welcome to the we're not doing anything in this issue issue oh no and i'm like oh we've all, we're already there oh no this is like and like maybe what it also is is it's technically doing something but it's it's like, okay, so we got the plot going on, and now we're going to add in this other part of the plot, which is usually fine, but it's really not what I was looking for out of the Deadpool book. I don't have a problem with Deadpool having a relationship, but it feels like we hit the brakes in order for Deadpool to have a relationship. And I think uh, that's what I'm struggling with, mm -hmm. is that we had to kind of, like, pause the plot. Yeah, we couldn't do both. We right? had to do and one like, or the other. And, like, it's a relationship in which I'm like, so, like, would the other shoe will drop when? Mm -hmm. You know, there's that Valentine 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 no no oh. i'm just you know, a new character oh i see one of the assassins uh they um get deadpool bring him or bring deadpool back to their apartment make deadpool breakfast and clearly they have a thing for deadpool right and deadpool has a thing for them but it's like weird mm -hmm. and they're like 
you know, like, oh, like, I think you're cute or whatever, right? And, like, the word cute keeps coming up and, like, the word cute is, like, attacking Deadpool and I'm like, I feel like the word cute is attacking me right now, Because, <laughs> like, I, like, I, I have no problem having, like, random cute whatever popping up in a Deadpool book. This is just going in a way where I was like, I can't tell if it's a hard stall. Yeah. Or because we haven't introduced the actual motive for this character yet that it seems so out of place, but it will totally make sense in a later issue. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, issue three was not my favorite, uh, unfortunately. It's only uh, issue three. Yeah, and and I'm not sure. Like, I'll give issue four a shot to see if it was just like a laying some bedrock for something else to occur mm-hmm. or just a it kind of lost the steam in issue three i can't i really can't tell oh no um so gonna give it another shot one more one more time yeah at least issue two wasn't bad wasn't like oh no i liked issue one and issue two i know they were pretty fun um but this was kind of like a oh okay yeah yeah uh Dark Web X-Men number three also came out. Jerry Duggan, Rod Rice, or oh, Reeves. I didn't read this. You didn't read it? I'm kidding. I read this. I figured you did. <laughs> I told you to read it. I mean, you didn't uh, have to tell me to read it. I didn't it. have well, to, but I, I had to tell you to read it. I read it on it. my own, and then I was like, did you read it yet? And you're like, no. <laughs> so uh, tell us all about it. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts. What? Oh, okay. Um, this, by the way, the end of Dark Web. Okay. I guess this issue is just, it's all done. Yeah. Because Chasm sucks, and he's ineffectual and stupid, so I guess we're just done. Yeah, well, there's going to be, like, you got to follow it up, and I do kind of want to see that. I want to see the follow-up, but, like, but, um, but this just killed Dark Web. This is, this is listen, did I not say this from the get-go, that I was like, even if you don't care about Dark Web, but you're an X-Men fan, you pick, up this, pick one. this up, trust me. Yeah. Because it's Jerry Duggan writing it, it's Rod Rice. You so know, it'll matter. And, and, it's and the, Phil Noto also yes. uh, shows up in this for art as well. So yeah, it's, like, really this, like, just really beautiful-looking book. Rice is, like, really, like, it's funny because it's like rice can like swing from the fences yeah like you'll see him doing that in new mutants for sure and in this it was a little more contained rice where like the excitement is kind of almost in the coloring sometimes and like Mm. you know what i mean like there are cool treatments places but like he's like okay you know what like we're i'm not doing a new mutants book so i am gonna try to change it up a little bit yeah and i felt like um there's even a couple of panels where there's one panel where we transition from his artwork into phil noto's artwork yeah and i feel like he like intentionally kind of shifted his art a little bit to start looking a little like Noto's art. Yeah, I, and I was like, oh, that's really I didn't cool. even notice, honestly. Really, it was one really of those cool. things where it was just a really blended seamlessly together. Um, but no, it's it's fun looking. It, you know, the art's dynamic and and just it's just very lovely. Yeah. Um, I, I love that in this issue, um, you know, where we go back to the treehouse where uh, Sink and Forge are trying to hold back the like poltergeistian demons from Limbo that have like taken over inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. not knowing that like Maddie made a deal that like nobody can touch Krakoa. Right. Um, so like, they're like, Oh, we have all these people here and we have to get them out of here. So like Ford is coming up with all these things he's going to do. He's going to bring Krakoa to New York. Right. Mm-hmm. To like help to fix the problem. And I love that the characters are operating in a way that makes sense for this lack of knowledge. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Right. Like Jerry Duggan's like, no, they don't know that, you know that. Right. And I'm like, you're right, Jerry. I do. I, I do. know that yeah. you're right. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's where you're the writer. Um, <laughs> so Forge and Sinker are, are making uh, plans to evacuate um, people, like a bunch of the people of New York. You were just asking for Here trouble with that go. soda. That soda has fallen over twice, and it hasn't been opened yet. Yeah, you put that open. far away. I did. Um, he's gonna punch. I put it right by my phone. I see that. <laughs> I definitely saw that. Um, 
but they realize that they could use the gates. They can't bring the gates of the, the people to Krakoa, but they realize they could use the gates to transport them to somewhere else. Yeah. They're going to go to New Where Jersey. Where do they go? New Jersey. No, which I, I love that. I, we are just the. You Somebody know, was like, I don't want to go to New Jersey. I want to yeah. deal with these demons instead. Like, like, huh. so he goes like he goes i don't want to go to new jersey and, and sink goes but you want to live more right and he goes i'm thinking like yes yeah i'm like thanks everybody. thanks a lot just for that you should drop them off someplace really nice like the, botan the botanical gardens or uh <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of beautiful places here. yeah we have a lot of early nice places yeah yeah just drop them off be like good luck yeah good luck in the uh, woods drop them off in the pine barrens they're oh perfect they're pretty um but we get like another like flashback to maddie's kind of like where she came from yeah kind of and why later. she's upset yeah. yeah the whole thing and i'm like and i love it it's really like love like beautifully rendered yep. really this issue is a fight between her and jean gray yeah you know it, it's the two of them going at it and jean's like okay maddie enough <laughs> what is are you enough. doing yeah like, i'm i'm jean freaking gray do you yeah. understand that she's like but i'm you basically mm -hmm. but right you know, but there's listen, only me yeah there is only jean there's i mean like, me. the phoenix wasn't coming for you man <laughs> um but um so they have a big, big old fight. And if, like, yeah. for a second, you know, Maddie almost looks like she might have gotten one up on her. And like, yeah. all she wants are like these memories, right? Yeah. Well, and I love that Jean, like, you know, I, takes that Cerebro ball. Yeah, she busts it and Maddie loses it. She's like, I, I, that's what all I want. That's, that's the whole reason Dark Web happened. Yeah. She's like, I yeah, want, eat it. <laughs> yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I do love the fact that like Maddie is such a damaged individual though and like has like such a toxic relationship with these people that she doesn't ever think to herself could I couldn't I just ask her couldn't I just talk to them I mean I talked to magic and took over limit like couldn't I just they they resurrected me yeah couldn't I just go to Krakoa and be like excuse me right but like just because you're resurrected doesn't necessarily mean that like you come you're back welcome. yeah or like that you feel welcome or that you feel like a whole person and like she's just a broken individual yeah. who you know doesn't really feel like she has a support web. I mean, if you see Jean Grey wandering around as like you know, behold, it's me, Jean Grey, and look at my beautiful leader of the family. X Men and my perfect family that's yeah. on the moon. Yeah, we live on the moon, and I and I'm like you know, like I I live in New York as well, and I you know got to raise Cable kind of twice, mm -hmm. got to do that. Yep. You know, like so, like aren't I great? And it's like, no, no one's thinking like, man, how does that affect your clone? Right, right, right. Um, so at the end of the day, like Jean's like just offers them to her. Yeah. And it's really beautiful because she's like, well, you just you just do that. She's like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take anything away from so me. I, yeah. Like I still have them. Right. You can have them, too. So we have like we literally have Jerry Duggan has destroyed Dark Web because all they need to do is have Jean do the exact same thing to Peter and Ben. And we're done. Mm -hmm. And I have a I have a little like pitch where they could take married peter's memories and be like this is what it was like to be married to mary jane Ooh. like there you go and then peter doesn't have them so he doesn't feel like he doesn't miss her anymore oh <laughs> and like there no anyway but yeah no it's uh yeah and that's it she just fixed she's like there you go and then they're like well now we've gotta i gotta i gotta clean up my mess yeah but i love that like she asks she has um maddie call for her x-men yes and I, I was like that's really sweet and right? cyclops and, and havoc show up and Maddie and Havoc are going to make a go of it. It seems like you know they're both yeah, they're leaving the X-Men. They're both but they're going... two people who live in the shadows of of their graders in a, in a way, yes. you know, or, or their perceived graders mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, who have you know failed or who have you know you know c committed wrongdoing and, yeah. and now live with that. And, and so they're going to go off together. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's like I do. They're the dark web idea it's right there yeah like when you look at oh, gene and scott and you yeah. look at maddie and and havoc and mm -hmm. then you look at you know 
uh, ben, ben and, and Peter. Ka- yeah, Ben and 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 oh, and Jean and no, yeah, Jeannie. That, yeah, Jeannie, Jenny, Jenny yeah. Gina, Jeannie, Janine. Yeah. Um, and you know, Peter and Mary Jane. I'm like, it's right there. Oh yeah, like, it's it's all right there. It's all these redheads and <laughs> it's all redheads and dudes who fail to live up to to their potential. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Scott. Scott's like, well, I do live up to my potential. All right, Scott, except for when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I thought this is a very nice issue that really just resolves Madeline Pryor for right now. Yes. You know, completely. We, we deal with it. Yep. We deal with it in a, like in a seemingly ridiculous way. Like this part of this dark web thing did not have to be dark web at all. This could have just been a Madeline Pryor thing yo you mean like uh, the hellfire gala or uh trial of magneto that's what i meant yeah you meant trial of magneto yeah i did um where it didn't have to be a big thing i i think you know duggan just took advantage of what he had and he I'm was like he I, I am gonna do this yeah you know but it's a it's a thoroughly satisfying issue it, it is so thoroughly satisfying and i know the first issue you didn't really like it because you thought it seemed a little zany and i'm like there's something here and you gotta trust me on yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was zany but like but then issue two was like no see yeah there is yeah we're doing something with these characters so that at the end it, it feels earned even though it's only been three issues mm-hmm. like it, you know i think having for me having the the foundation of new mutants and knowing that she could change even if it was surface level and maybe it wasn't real i mean it, clearly it was i think there was something there when she, when she started working yeah. with everybody and she's like damn it <laughs> i mean but still i want this exactly like, all i want is like is to, to yeah like, to be to be validated yeah and I really I I loved the description of getting the memory she's like because Jean doesn't have every single memory but like it's the core of them it's the feeling it's, it's the feeling the, it's it's everything yeah and I'm like yeah so like mm-hmm. Madeline Pryor gets to kind of be like a whole person now in exactly. a way and like it's kind of cool hopefully her own person as well because now she has this but really all she wanted was like the family element yes so she could still get to be her own thing. person yeah. yeah. So. It's great. I don't know yeah. how much more we're gonna get of, of Maddie, but I'm, I'm. I hope more. I yeah. hope there is. Like I hope we see it. But, right. You know, but it's good. Solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, denial. Can uh, glad to see me. Glad you seem to be feeling better. Yeah. We yes. uh, we were both like kind of kind of messed up, but we're, Ooh, yeah. we're back to normal and uh, feeling good and back to back to basics. Totes. Jose Rivera. Do you think we'll ever see more Earth One books? Mm, no. No, I think that's over. Uh, and I say that's over because uh, DC like abandons imprints that made the money and prestige. Normally, I would say like, why would you? Like, why would you close that door? And they didn't uh, make any official announcement about closing Earth One, so why would they? Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think one day you'll see like a prominent writer do an Earth One, like Jeff Johns might do, you know, Volume Four of Batman, just because right. you know. But like, you're not going to see like new Earth One. It's not like Earth One Green Arrow. Here we go. Like, no, I think that's over. Uh, steampunk i've reread ultimates 2 recently and i loved it ultimate thor has become my favorite thor i don't blame you he's a fun character he's a fun version of thor and i know that that's one of ben's favorite characters as well really uh young goku over 9000 i'm so glad uh jason aaron is back on a single character book because punisher is nuts and that ending has me hyped but not as much as sinister being the the best at being the worst he is 100 that that is yeah. him through and through right thank you very much for your support dude yeah uh joe aka danny jenkins on the internet i have a second interview for my local comic retailer tomorrow name dropped the channel in the first interview lol it had to help wish me luck been watching mm-hmm. since the beginning so many thank you uh well thank you joe and uh good luck on your uh in, in future endeavors i hope that we helped sometimes that doesn't so i appreciate you taking a <laughs> shot taking a chance on us but uh uh yeah be sure to uh be cool and just be yourself and you'll do fine 
Uh, R. Jones, Tiff, what are your thoughts on Gargoyles number two? Oh, no. Uh, the digital issue came out last week, okay. but the print copies got delayed to this week. There you Phew. go. I, then I haven't read it yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Joey Amorum has a super sticker. Thank you very much, Joey, for your uh, great sticker. Sorry, I didn't have it. It's okay. And uh, Dan Westley says, hey, Sal, Tiffany, here's some money. Thanks a lot, Dan. Appreciate it. Oh, Sal, have you all ever considered doing a back issue on Spider-Man and Mad Dog Ward? Yes. Yes. I've always considered doing a back issues on some kind of Spider-Man story, in particular, uh, the, um, the Mad Dog Ward. It's such a weird book. That the only reason why I haven't considered it or, or I've stopped myself from doing it is because it's so friggin' bizarre. I don't know what he's referring to. That's when you when you showed me the other comment. I was like, oh, I don't I don't know. which 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 thing did I say? Did I don't know. You're gonna. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to see that. Yeah, I'd like to see. Oh, you want me to? Yeah. No, no, no. I meant just I want to see that. I'll happen. eat those words. I hope so. Uh, I love eating my words. To quote that dragon from that one movie. Uh, <laughs> what? There's like a '70s dragon or something. I don't remember. It's like a fever dream. I watched a lot of TV as a kid, and there was like this one. Like kind of like psychedelic, you know, cartoon movie about uh -huh. like a dragon. Okay. Yeah, I have no, I got nothing there, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Ray Farr says, Sal is playing with a sleepwalker. Is that what kids are calling it these days? P.S. You can get the whole wrench for wave for $44 at the GameStop website. <laughs> well, that's Wait. not bad. I don't want movie Rintra. Movie no, Rintra sucks. I want comic book Rintra. I do want comic book Rintra, but that's not a thing I can have. Yeah, but so I do I like having we'll this that. foot. I don't know why. I really like having this foot, though. It's fun. Uh, and Chiam Crasher says, I stick with you guys because you're the only ones who reference Seinfeld in the community. <laughs> thank you for the fun and insightful content. Uh, saludos de Chile. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I just saw the chloroform scene. <laughs> yay where it's like oh no we were all chloroformed hey how come you have a rag <laughs> okay that was really dumb yeah can, can we just can we run, just run now, now? <laughs> friggin troy being like my whole body's crying. crying yeah and like jumping around yeah that's how i felt when i've like had to deal with like when i've screwed up on like in, on an adult level yep uh supreme omega uh on older writers how come some of like dimatteis still has the creative energy while others like claremont struggle to recapture their former glory i mean the reality is like some people are well suited for like the times they came from some people like never really like stretch themselves or try like you get the impression that like uh you know claremont was very comfortable with the success that he gleaned from the time that he wrote mm -hmm. and he was told that he was great on a regular basis uh jam i'm sure was told that he was great at some point or another but like I don't remember there being crazy accolades for Demetrius back in the day when he was like a known quantity. Like they just put him on things and he did the best job he could. And that was always like somehow more insightful and a little better than his peers. And he never stopped writing like JM Demetrius has been writing since then and more like mm -hmm. you just maybe never heard about some of the things he's doing because they were like independently produced. But like, right. but Demetrius has been working and he constantly is perfecting his craft. He teaches like classes on how to write mm -hmm. you know so he's he's always thinking about it and, and perfecting himself uh so the demetase you get is not the same one from before yeah 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 you know uh and t master 10 hey salentivity i Hi. finally caught you guys live but Yay. i gotta head out in a bit so i caught you guys in the replay but i wanted to send my support well thank you very much t -Master. well thank you so much uh what else did you read tiffany 
that's a great question. Well, I thought you said you read Immortal X-Men number 10. I did. That was like my big one, though. So yeah. Oh, fun. okay. Well, we won't do it then. We'll do Strange number 10. All right. Strange number 10. That's Two one number 10s. Yeah, there you go. Jed McKay, Marcelo Ferreira. Yeah, the end of this book. Is this it? This is the, end, this is the last issue of this oh. thing. Yeah. I was like, I could feel it coming. I was like, yeah. This is... Uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, we got Strange back. The new book's coming out. I'm like, so I, it's like, it's like. Whoa. Traditionally, we give him twelve, but all right, ten. This is this is coming, folks. Yeah, we got to do the series. Like this is this is happening. So mm-hmm. this has got to go away. Strange, you're out. Doctor Strange, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even change your logo. It's the same thing. Actually, they do change it to the classic, uh, the one Jed McKay remembers. That's the one. But yeah, there it is. Um, By the way, that is the logo. Like that was his title back, like during the nineties and, yeah. and 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 in the seventies and today. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. No, we're just you know like it's funny because like I really you know this this series was a little like meandering at times and it felt like because they were like trying to you know bury the lead about whether or not Strange was coming back anytime mm-hmm. soon. You know like oh okay she's doing this she's on the hunt like maybe she can't find a way to bring him back and then they're like I mean but yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he's coming back, and then this issue is just like there's a big fight and it's over, hmm. and like the way in which they solve it, you could, yeah, like you could see it coming. Yeah, and I had no problem with that. I'm not like, oh, and it was really bad because I knew what was gonna happen or like whatever. I'm just <laughs> saying, like you, you know, it was something they mentioned a whole lot, mm-hmm. and then they did the thing, the thing that they mentioned a lot. And then it was like, oh, cool. And like something cool comes out of it. Okay, like I'm just yeah, like, oh my god, that's cool. That's fun. That's neat. Look at that. Look at it. Yeah. But I mean, you're dealing with you're dealing with the century and dealing with Bob. And it's funny because, you know, Strange recently has had recently, not really. <laughs> like recently, but like more more recent than Jason Aaron's run. Yeah. He's had some interesting doings with the century with bob yes you know and and i at first i was like oh is mckay gonna lean into that and like have strange try to like reason with him like mm. it's like bob i know it's not really you because this, this is just like a like a like a, like a gestalt of spirits mm. but still be like if there's any left thing left of your bob come on sorry yeah i'm sorry about the whole thing <laughs> no we don't we don't really do that oh good okay i um, hate closure it's okay but Clea does, you know, mention she's like, you know, like I, I, I've been around power all my life, you know, like I was, you know, at the the I ruled the dark dimension. Well, I like, you know, like I grew up at like the knee of Dormammu, and like Umar is my mother, it turns mm. out, and then like I met a sorcerer supreme, and then I became a sorcerer supreme, and, right? And now it's twice over, and I'm afraid of this man. Oh, and I'm like, cool, all okay, right. you're like yeah, yeah that's, that's fun, yeah, the century, yeah. the century filled with like a million ghosts. <laughs> that's right, a million ghosts. A million ghosts a million insane ghosts a million insane ghosts and it is true he is filled with a million insane ghosts good um so what do they do how do how are they gonna solve this well, they, both, I don't know. they both try to go for it they go to attack and like they get their asses handed to them oh no easily uh strange is almost like completely dr strange yes not clea strange yeah steve is almost taken down entirely even though like he is the harvestman that it's like oh my gosh like even this even his like this version of his big rebuilt body can't take the the pummeling that he's receiving from the sentry oh no um so like in a final moment of like we're gonna die Mm -hmm. clea's like then we're gonna die and i'm gonna kiss you because he's like you can't do that we'll die and she's like we're gonna die anyway and i'm like there it is the thing yes yes that's how we solve this love love (laughs) love saves the day 
cool in a way in its own way in its own way in which they like kiss and then combine into a crazy oh okay that's like, cool magical being yeah which it's the two an amalgam them. if you will yes an amalgam of the two of them yeah so it's like her like you know light life light magic and his darker death magic and his desire to save people and her desire to like be like no nah, screw them mm -hmm. like let, so they they you know they they release bob of all the spirits and um agent nun is like if you do that it's gonna explode and and we're gonna have a problem here there's like she, they're like no nah, it's cool they mm -hmm. save all the people they can in the in the surrounding mile radius yeah. except for him oh they're like no nah, it's kind of yeah not our problem okay cool and then like steve starts smoking they come back apart and they're like cool we did it and he starts smoking and she's like yo where are you what's that what's happening right. and then he's back oh because Jeff's like i promised right i don't renege on a deal okay so he's back he's back yay good and they're like yeah hey, we got some other stuff we got to do i'm sure but mm -hmm. by the way remember those three like gods that i was like holy crap they're, they're gonna, they're gonna like, do the shanty no no not those no. none like in the last issue like called forth like three gods yes it was, like yes grief saver mother of pain that's not how you say it love that name I'm just i'm just i'm just mm -hmm. intentionally destroying that um we don't see them he just mentions them again i'm like damn it you're gonna draw them in and they're like, no they're gonna be a big thing in my in their, Strange in their silly form mm. no i think that he was just like i remember them I'm like, i don't care though okay um so it, like it was fun it was cute She's clearly going to be in the Doctor Strange book. We'll see how long that, that lasts, lasts and, and where they, what road they decide to go down. That I, I was fairly thrilled with the fact that as much listen, I'm the first person to go. Like the Jason Aaron run was incredible, and, and I absolutely loved it. And and it's been one of my absolute favorite modern day runs on Doctor Strange. Um, but like him introducing the cost of magic really, I think hamstringed some of the creativity for writers who then were on Dr. Strange. And I, I was really thrilled to see them just doing crazy magic. I mean, like they were just, they kissed and then this something yeah. happened, but then they did all these like crazy insane spells. And, and I was like, cool, we're not worrying about the cost of magic. We're just doing this. Good. And Moving I'm like, on. and I'm like, but is it gonna? Are they gonna be like, okay? But now we have to deal with that. And I'm like, we'll see. I, I hope like, they no don't. I remember uh, this this whole cost magic thing has bled into the other universe too, because like Mark Wade mm -hmm. talked about how there was a cost to magic in the Lazarus Planet. And I'm like, it's enough. It's enough. How about wizards and sorcerers? Are just I fun think, and cool. I think that for a lot of writers, it it, it does help, and it, it can end up. It gets a cool idea, and like I I have said before that i do think that sometimes given constraints creative people can flourish yeah but i'm afraid that that's kind of become like a weird crutch as much yes. as it like i listen you gotta have well, rules. It's a way to add tension and drama where you have none yeah i would also say that often magic's hard to wrangle because you can do whatever you want with it and right. and so it's, it's easy to just go like oh I, I can do whatever i want i don't know what to do yeah. or i can do whatever i want so i guess the hand wavy this happens yeah so now it's like oh like i'm gonna lean into this because there there it's like it's like a it's a rule i, I can deal with this rule and it's like it's cool to make your own rules too. <laughs> exactly so i don't know i don't yeah. know i don't know we'll see but like i was it was like pleasantly surprised by my enjoyment of not having to worry about that rule anymore no, for a bit nice. i was like oh so we'll see if that comes back mckay is going to be rolling right into dr strange i think he's going to do a fine job i still want size barrier yeah well but, there's always room for more like we could have another series oh uh, it's awesome 
or what? a mini or something. Why not? Uh, Meta Knight, how did we get into a world where Spider Side has gotten more respect and meaningful development over the last 12 months than Ben? I don't know, but we're there. Uh, I will say that, uh, you know, they did kind of like Ben did have an entire like year, you know, of stories. It's just that then they made it made it garbage. Uh, so there you go. Um, that's what they're talking about. Oh. Uh, Thorn Identity says, how do you even choose which stories to do on back issues? That's a great that's question. That's a great question. What a great question. How and, do you uh, choose? Uh, I do it randomly. I have a list. Uh, I mean, I have over 22, uh, over 2,025 straight paperbacks and hardcovers in the library. So how do I determine what to do with those? Well, you know, sometimes I have to think about like, whether we're tying in with a movie or a TV show, if that even matters anymore, which normally it does not. Uh, I always take a look at like what we've done before just to make sure I don't step in. I don't want, I, don't, I try really hard not to do like a bunch of Batman or Spider-Man in a row, mm-hmm. lest I be, you know, chastised by the, ma- by the masses for, you know, showing favoritism. Uh, occasionally I'll just read a book and I'll be like, this will be fun. Ah, you know what? I read this and I enjoyed it. Let's just do it. Uh, and still others I go, uh, you know, I, I try to try, I try often to like select a book that I know will have a larger appeal uh, if I have done a lot of like fan favorites or smaller books yeah. in a row. I'll be like, all right, we got to do something to like, kind of like inject some life into the, into the, into the franchise a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, you know, we just did an Iron Man book uh, this week and I think it'll be like pretty popular only because it's an Iron Man book that has a similar name. Like the, the same reason why they chose to do the book we did is the reason why I chose to cover the book that we did. Right. Uh, and it's so, like, it's, 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 uh, no one asked for it, but I thought it was kind of fun. Sometimes you'll like either read a single issue too, and either yes. it, it's something that in a larger collection, or it's something that makes you think of something else, and you're like, oh man, so yeah. you'll grab for something older. Yeah. You used to have a list, and I'm yeah, sure I still you still have like, one. when you don't know what to do, you'll go to the list of things where it's like, this is something that like I said I wanted to do, or something that I, I, you know, definitely do want to do yep. on the channel. And so like, he'll lean upon that list as well. That's true. No, I do have a, I do have a list that, uh, that I, that I lean on, uh, that I check and cross-reference just in case, uh, to see if there's anything that I really should be doing or that I like said I would do. Ray Farr, I've uh, said before that I'm not a big Jeff Johns fan. I recognize his contributions to the industry, but he's not for me. What do you say? Favorite story of his probably Batman earth one for me. That's fair. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of uh, favorite Jeff Johns books, but I, I mean, I enjoyed Blackest Night. I liked his Green Lantern rebirth run, despite what he did to return, you know, Green Lantern. I hated his Flash rebirth book. Uh, so, you know, that shows them. It, it doesn't have to have rebirth on it for me mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Um, you know, his Earth Ones were fun. I really enjoyed those as well. Uh, I think the second volume I like the most. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Very nice. So, that's Very enough. Nice uh rinky venkatesh uh, sal i watched your absolutely mar- marvel and dc video with benny the comic story on trades versus floppies <laughs> and realized off the rack was a big part of me collecting monthly so kudos that said i've been dev- devouring gillen's die in trade and he's a genius yes he is yeah, enjoy yeah, no, that it's a good run yeah yeah and fair. if you like uh tabletop role-playing games you can get the die role-playing, role-playing game. game yeah it's very different it's a very interesting system and i would honestly before you jump into it, recommend watching. He, he did, uh, Gillen did a video with, I can't remember who the group is he did it with or the other person who's playing, but he DMs like a super short 40 minute game with them. Mm. And it's really interesting. First of all, it's interesting to see how the game works. It is more interesting to watch him just craft a story on the fly. And I'm like, oh, you're just, you're just really, really good. good. At yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
Uh, it's fun because it's really easy to watch artists on YouTube, and I love watching artists on YouTube do their craft. Yeah. But like to watch a writer run a D and D campaign or like a game like that in a, in its way is like watching their craft come to life. Yeah. And I'm like, that's oh, it's just totally uh denial says thank God. the lord they're done with the magic as a cost clause because magic so. can be crazy and cool here's hoping dr strange book looks insane and trippy um, i listen i'm here for that yeah and now tiffany's uh dream came true you said you wanted to see him do like a full circle type I treatment did. uh alex ross do his full but, uh, but i want the whole book but yeah uh, and i sent you that picture of like i think it's issue two because i think that the at least for the time being ross is doing covers for Doctor Strange. Yeah, and that's cool. But like I would love like you yeah, know, what I they want should a do? whole like self-contained. Not that I didn't like um Ross writing Fantastic Four because I think he did a really good job. Like yeah. I know it'd be really cool to have uh Demateus on a solid run, but like have him do an into Shambhala graphic novel and have Ross illustrate it. Yeah, I agree with that. Just do it. Yeah, I would love to see that. You cowards. You cowards. You absolute cowards. Right. Speaking of cowards, some uh we've been asked to do Atari Force. Not do it, Atari Force. We may put Atari Force on the GBU list just because we've done NFL Super Pro, so why not Atari Force, a force of characters that have the Atari logo on their chests? Is uh, Dart and Blackjack confront General Key about what they're owed. Babe is abducted. Tempest must escape a maze and park it. All right, that's enough of that. Uh <laughs> All right, I've just read enough nonsense for today. Mordecai says, while getting my pull list, I found full Fantastic Four Full Circle is a day after y'all's video. Nabbed it immediately. Nice. nice. Glad to hear it, man. Uh, all right. So I read Bane uh, or Batman One Bad Day Bane by Josh Williamson and Howard Porter. Uh, this is, you know, another chapter in the ongoing, um, you know, editorially driven, hey, make some original graphic novels. And I'm like, look, do that please i love this even if i don't like some of them you uh -huh. know like the penguin one i'm like this was fine i did enjoy it okay but i was like this is fine <laughs> but it, it didn't take away from anything so fine right. great i'm glad it exists same with this uh so i understand it you know uh josh was approached and was like they, they basically were just like what about bane mm -hmm. and he's like the original graphic the, the original prestige bound one shot of bane exists and it's called vengeance of bane it's perfect mm -hmm. why would we need to do it again so this is basically just like future B vengeance of bane right. so it's a it's it's set in the future and you know bane is a uh luchador and he fights characters that you know are also like equal luchadors that are dressed like batman and other characters and then uh the idea is of course bane has always been uh hunting down those who create and distribute venom the drug that he used to uh you know become popular uh and now after becoming unpopular hates and wants to see destroyed uh oh i, I mean no uh, it's bad and it's uh, it's a sickness and he must uh, wipe it out but anyway uh it's basically just like a road book like you know it's it's uh, it's old man bane that's the book yeah and it's and it's fun you know uh, I also like it because Howard Porter's been working on, like, you know, comics forever, and he's been doing a great job, and he has a very distinct style, very, very distinct style. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in the last, I'd say, five to ten years, we've seen this, like, proliferation of this, the new generation of artists who are doing, like, just some of them are doing really crazy off-the-wall stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that, like, Porter, like, saw that... And was like, I I could have been doing that the whole time. 
Yeah. You know, like I, I, I've been emulating, other, not emulating other styles, but more like I've been reining myself in. Right, right, right. You know, to, to match what the, the standard is. Uh-huh. But I didn't know I could just like go nuts. And so he does with this book. And so it's like, it's, it's unlike any other Howard Porter book you've ever seen. Um, he really goes for broke and tries some interesting and fun things with this book. So it's totally worth checking out for the Howard Porter art alone. Yeah. But uh, Josh takes us on a fun little j- journey for Bane, you know, and it's Bane's perspective. It's Bane's story. And it is just Bane, you know, old man Bane. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's nothing I, wrong with it. I read it. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, well, what'd you think? <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about it. So yeah. I was like, I guess I'll have to read it too. You don't have You're to like, read you it. You didn't tell me. You just let me go on. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Way to go. <laughs> Well, what'd you think? Uh, you know, it was good. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like crazy there was, about there it. There was a couple of things where I was like, that's a little plot holy, but I I was like, you know what? It's one issue. And it's Bane. And it's Bane. Who cares? Who cares? No, I, I, there was a lot of stuff I liked about it. I liked like his like, there, since it was one of the one bad day ones, I was like, I really don't know which way this is going. I mean, we're, we're clearly in the future, but you know, the fact that we start off and he's um presumably just like reliving what's meant his to be glory his, his greatest moment in which like the only people he's really fighting is a person who's dressed up like Batman. Yeah. And then like the like end of the wrestling matches, he breaks the bats back. And yes. it's like, that happens like every time, every night, he, every he... night he does that. And it's like, it's simultaneously like really sad. Yeah. But also like, he's not on Venom anymore. So this is what he does. Right. And he right. lives in a big mansion that looks kind of like Wayne, like Manor. Wayne Manor. Yeah. The whole and, thing like, parallels over his like fireplace is a big, newspaper clipping of of, the, of that moment in actually wasn't batman like whatever it was the issue after that from detective when he throws batman off the but like top of the building. i love that moment because i was like who took that photo right who norm brafo <laughs> and it is dope who AF. was who was there it was like i'm being so got it just for the record i was so disappointed like it went when batman like i i, I appreciate it now but as a kid jim aparo yeah love his art he's a he, he was a uh inspiration but as a kid, I was like, the guy who drew, like, a death in the family drew the breaking of the bat. Like, haven't we haven't we moved on? Like, we have Norm Brayfogel now. We don't need anybody else to draw Batman. Right, right. But that was the breaking of the bat was by Jim Aparo, who's like a seminal classic Batman artist. But back then, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. Mm. Uh, but then the next issue, Brayfogel drew, like, Bane. So Bray, Bane breaks Batman's back while he's wearing a bathrobe in his house. But then he schleps his broken body to the top of a skyscraper, throws it off, and he hits like six different things on the way down and then splats on the ground. And like ribs are poking out. And I'm just like, this is amazing. And it's just, you know, it's a, but that's the sequence. Okay. I, it will forever be burned into my brain. Right, right, right. But, um, but yeah, but I, I've come to appreciate it. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like he's just in this weird living his like, old life yeah over and over again or at least just like he's like stuck in time even though like his body is aging and he is like you know in the future yeah um but, <laughs> he's living in the future well like, like he's it, it's the future but yeah. like he's stuck like doing the same thing over and over again so like mm-hmm. when the venom kind of comes into play and i'm like i don't know if he's gonna take it or not right yeah. so, and, and i i I like where they took this story where it was just, no, actually he doesn't go for it at all. Yeah. And Williamson does a really nice job of like giving us like the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So like how, how he killed Batman and, and you know, which I'm like, did he, well, we get that. And, and like, I, I like, yeah. he, you know, Bane does the way he wants to tell the story. He is how he wants to tell the story. And exactly. I, I really, I did not uh, fault him for that. Yeah. And um, you know, like I, I, 
the the character who comes to him, I was like, I mean, you can smell it from a mile off. Oh yeah, you know, like what what the truth is there. But because I, like but at they, first but... I thought that Williamson was just showing, uh, you know, that he remembers things. He names the doctor who created Venom in the first place, uh-huh. and then you know, a few pages later, I'm like, oh okay, I see where we're going with this. You know, I actually thought we were going someplace else, and I'm really glad. You thought ba- we thought Batman was in charge. I totally yeah. did. I was so glad that that. Didn't I was happen. like, oh, don't do that. That's so dumb. Yeah. and he did it, and I was like, okay, good. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was yeah. Yeah, there, I was like, oh, that's yeah. not good. For the record, it wasn't Norm Ray Fogel's Graham Nolan. He's also a great artist. I liked him too. Okay, there you go. Um, but um, yeah, and you know, get to see what happens at the end. And like, it, it's funny because like, it almost ends in a like Bane Beyond yes. kind of way. Yeah. Where we're not going to get another Bane, but like Bane also realizes that like it's it's not enough that he stopped venom like no. he has the ability to do so much more for yeah. the world and so he has to like let go of the past and mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of cool and i mean, agree that he's like this was all i ever wanted to do and i re- live it every night and now like i need to move on with my life and it's yes. almost and it's sad though because it's like he wasted so much time i know yeah he wasted so much of his life just on that just on that high so yeah but the art great. art was cool it was um it's grim it's gritty it like reminds me of a like hybrid of and it's not because Howard Porter has his is, own. has been around. Yeah. Um but it reminds me of a hybrid of D Dubs and yes. Raphael Albuquerque. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Because yeah. it was like that grit from mm-hmm. D Dubs, but the fluidity from Albuquerque's art mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like yeah. it fit perfectly for the story. Totally. No, it was great. Uh John Thomas, best Bane story you can't say the first one. Uh, Vengeance of Bane 2. I really like that one. I'm not a big Bane person. And I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, Grumpy Goat says, RIP Comicsology, F the sunk cost. I've gone back to physical books and Bane Bad Day was my first purchase in this regard. Nice. Uh, thanks for the hours of free entertainment. You get me through so many work shifts. Well, thank you very much, Grumpy. Uh, yeah, it's a real shame that Comicsology was clearly going to be like always ruined by Amazon. And like, you know, Amazon like, basically fired what like 80 percent of the workers at comiXology which is like yeah. saying they closed comiXology so they might as well just close comiXology which is really weird because they like on the desktop they just kind of got together the guided view yeah it was in beta i was like oh hey it's in beta mm-hmm. and then they're like nah, nah they're like no we got it in beta we're good right. so just buy from your local comic book store uh, Rishi Venkatesh, uh, Tiffany, all iconic photos in the DC were taken by Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> and every one of them was a compl- was accompanied by a Matt Fraction esque hijink, naturally. Perfect. There better be. And that, like, like he's actually a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a dimension shifting being, Jimmy yeah. Olsen. He is. He's like a, he's like a, a, a 10th dimensional imp. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I read Nightwing number 100 from Ooh, Tom Taylor and Scott nice. McDaniel and Eddie Barrows and Mikel Yan and Leonardi are... and Bruno Redondo and Javier Fernandez. I know people are very excited to hear you talk about this one. I hope so. It's a really good issue. It's the 100th issue of Nightwing that explains why uh, they didn't relaunch when the book came out. I and it explains be... why there's a big 100 on the cover. Yes, that too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it, it continues the trend of what uh josh and i ended up actually talking about in my new show what's it called uh, i have no idea you'll so, have to check the comments somebody and... just wrote today with to the today show with sal and josh to the today show yeah i can't use that that's not mine <laughs> um but yeah no this is just uh, they did that thing where like you live in the universe you just play with the characters and like you know nightwing could easily be like i gotta deal with this problem uh the only thing that i really had an issue with was the fact that they like introduced this new prison 
and uh and then they destroy it like you know they turn it into another thing like they they made it a plot device and i'm like mm. i don't remember the prison coming up in this series and i could just be unobservant and i might have missed the like when they set up this prison that was clearly going to be the new titans tower but like you know okay whatever mm-hmm. and I, and at this point they've created so much good favor with me i don't, I don't care like, you know, if you want to introduce a new crazy prison or say that it's a thing. I mean, like, I know that they it came up a couple times, but they like reintroduced it in this issue uh, where they're like, hey, this is a crazy prison and it's real bad. And it's privately owned. And, you know, they're going to uh, break. We're doing Nightfall Breakout, like with, with all of Nightwing's like villains. And Nightwing is like, I'm not a loner. I'm not a crazy person like Batman. I have friends. One of them's the fast man alive. So we're resolved. And uh, yeah, and I really, I, I don't know. This kind of reminds me of those the things that I liked about Bendis when Mm -hmm. Bendis was like new and fresh or when he was on books that like, if you read an Avengers, you know, like it's funny because Bendis wrote Avengers assembled and set up the idea that like Wanda went crazy and killed everybody. Right. Right. But but you also buy it because of all of the labored long ass stories about Wanda and the Avengers being like stupid and, you know, like, or unobservant or, uh, you know, that they're like so busy with their own lives. They say melodramatic things and then run out of the room crying. Uh Uh, But then Bendis had the, like, had the foresight and, or at least the modernity to be like, what if these characters just sat down and talked to each other for two seconds? Right. Like we can still have the big last page reveal, but then like the next issue, they just talk to each other Mm -hmm. and then they move on. And I'm like, I would love to see that. You know, it's uh, unfortunately now a completely dated reference, but like the original approach to Rick and Morty episodes, they're like, you know what the trope is. So let's circumvent it by addressing the trope in the first act mm-hmm. and then seeing what happens if you if you defeat the trope and see what's left. Like right. what's, the, what's the story that's left after mm-hmm. that? Um, but I, uh, I, I, and I, and that's, I think the case with Nightwing where it's like, what if everyone behaved like a rational person? Mm-hmm. And so it's really like rewarding to read. And, you know, you get to see uh, Dick and Bruce uh, finally mourn Alfred and they talk to each other. And Batman's like, we want you to leave the the, the Justice League. And Nightwing's like, I think the Justice League book doesn't really sell. So let's keep that off uh, the radar for a while. And so this is the book that ascends the Titans. And I love it because like, it's the Titans, but they're the Titans who have now had the history. So like Cyborg was a leaguer and and now he's a Titan again. And he always should be. And that's great. But also it's not like a demotion because there's no league for him to go to. Right. So like he's on the, he's on the Titans again and it works perfectly. Wally was a Titan and now he's on the Titans again, Mm -hmm. but he's not kid flash. He's the flash. It's like, so everyone who was, you know, a, a, a sidekick has been realized as their new, you know, like adult counterpart. Mm -hmm but they actually work in the framework of this like a new idea, this new initiative of like, let's see the Titans take over. Right. And I, and I don't know, I haven't seen any Titan book by the way announced. Well, yeah. But. Well, theoretically, I mean, it's funny cause it's like, you still have a lot of the same issues with like the league or it's like, you still have a speedster. Is it, we, we can work around speedsters. Okay? But like, but maybe the Titans is a, an easier like book to on keep ongoing is more equivalent to like the Avengers where it's like yeah, a little more like, like you could, you can do, you know, it doesn't, the world doesn't have to be exploding. No. And it usually like in a, in a Nightwing book, it never is. Right. You know? Or but it's like, like with personal the Titans, worlds. It's like, it doesn't always have to be the, the biggest thing. The, like the, the source world's exploding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, someone in the chat mentioned that they really liked the idea of that Jimmy Olsen book. And I was like, well, they, that person could also 
do a good job writing it. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you would do a great job writing. That book. <laughs> I think they made a book like that. <laughs> but well, no, where they were, where they were a. Uh, they were just a photographer of the DC universe. No, they were. It was our pitch. Yeah. Uh, an imp. A, uh, oh, he's a he's a ten dimensional imp. Ten dimensional <laughs> imp. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Love it's it. Just like. No, I just think you're cool. Not as not like the other guy thinks you're cool. Right. Superman. I just think you're neat. Yeah. <laughs> and I like taking photos. And I like taking photos. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, it's a good book. Good series. I like the art and uh, I think it like really serves the story. They use those But did the one did the one hundredth issue live up to it being a one hundredth issue? I think so. It 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 is tonally consistent with the rest of the series. So it didn't feel like they pulled out all the stops, but it, they they but they did in the framework of this series so it's like still it's still quiet but bombastic at the same time all right did I it think, feel like a celebration of the character sure yeah why not <laughs> I, 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 I like you know it's he's he was we, i feel like taylor was combating the whole like i can't do like the like, I, I we just did that in dark crisis you know, with Dick Grayson in the cave and the candle and the oath and the, the legacies and sidekicks. So it's like, sure, well, I got to throw all that away. So right. what do I have left? And it's like the Titans and, you know, Dick's like status quo and all that stuff. So it works. I think it's it was a, it was certainly a, a good read. I had no complaints about the issue. And uh, and I liked seeing, you know, just Dick Grayson being competent and uh, and effective. And, you know, and, and I don't get this like weird cynical feeling that I do in every other superhero book when the hero is doing well mm -hmm. to be like, now, how are they going to destroy it? <laughs> you know, like I, that's, and that we didn't get that at the end of the issue. Like we didn't get a moment where like Spider-Man succeeds or like everything's going his way. And there's mm -hmm. a character on the last page that goes like Peter Parker's getting everything he ever wanted. Yes. Perfect. You know, let's see what happens when it all comes crashing down. Right. Like right. I don't think anyone at DC who works there now uh, derives joy from watching Dick Grayson suffer. Good. So there you go. Someone mentioned a, an idea for a name of the show was like Sal and Josh and the Comic Saurus. <laughs> uh, like that. Um, I don't know what the Comic Saurus is. Right. We yeah, yeah. I also saw this afternoon show. This afternoon show. I it's dig not, it. It's not the Today Show. No, it's this afternoon. This afternoon. Uh, MP says predictions for James Gunn's uh, first DCU slate. Well, Superman. I was like, Supergirl will up tomorrow. Let's manifest that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's make that happen. I think. I mean, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, like, but just because you just because there was a tweet doesn't mm -hmm. mean anything. So let's make this happen, people. Yeah, no, it's All Star Superman. Mm -hmm. That's probably what they call the boat, the movie. Uh huh. You know, you know, it's gonna be amazing. Is like, I hope so. I hope so because then they're gonna have to print that stupid hardcover. Oh, of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. You jerks. Yeah, and Woman of Tomorrow. I think the Supergirl and Woman then, of Tomorrow is a great. And then everybody who's new will buy it before I get one. I'm gonna be like, that's fine. It, no, it'll be on our it. pull list. I'll make sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Supergirl will be a great idea, but it feels like it's a lot of super heavy stuff. So my guess would be you're gonna get like another team book. You know, something like, uh, I don't know. Justice League Dark. Like, like Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think Doom Patrol be a, would be a mistake He's because there's already the a Challengers show. of the Unknown. I mean, why not? You know, Challenge of the Unknown. Uh, yeah, I think, what was the other one you said? Uh, oh, Justice, Justice League Dark. Dark. Justice League Dark is a no-brainer. That's like, duh. Um, but yeah, no, I, my, my guess is it's Superman, it's Supergirl, and uh, New Gods. Like that Tom King movie that they said they're never going to make again. Yeah. 
no. Uh, Shriyanj Raj Sharma says, Hey, Sal, the Justice League issue video you guys did looks like DC Watch 2. Also, Jason Momoa as Lobo, it seems. I know that they're talking about it. That's the other one. Yeah, Lobo. Because, I mean, like, Jason Momoa can't keep his mouth shut. He's been, like, he's been just jumping up and down. And, well, because, you know what? Like, I, for him. Yes. I like seeing someone who's excited for what they're doing. Yes, that's exactly it. I'm not a huge Lobo person. Nathan's never going to watch that movie. But the oh, fact. He'll watch it. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah. But the fact is, like, if you're going to get someone to play Lobo, get someone who's always wanted to play Get Lobo. someone who looks like Lobo. <laughs> oh, yeah, he looks like Lobo. Well, that, you know what? I struggle with that sometimes because sometimes oh, I, I think it's really important that a they character that. looks the role, mm-hmm. right? But then sometimes I'm like, it's probably more important that the the actor can Just portray can the spirit it. of the character. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like, like, I have not watched the second episode of The Last, Last of, of Us. Us. Please, I mean, like, I I know the story, but like, I I don't want to know like With, if like anything's how much, changed or yeah. whatever. Like, I just want to go into it. Um, but like, Pedro Pascal, he's doing a great job. Like, I'm like, cool, you're you're doing Joel. Yeah. I still wish there was more beard. Yeah, but they don't want to cover up the beautiful face. No, I know, but like, I don't know why that's really important to it's me. TV man. But it's like really important to me, and it doesn't ruin the character. And it doesn't ruin the show. But every time I look at his face, I'm like. Not this is fine. Could be covered, but like I could just, just, mm-hmm. just, just, yeah, just lay that in there. You don't have to, to grow it. They have got people. So oh yeah, they could just put a beard on them. Just do yeah, that. Yeah, Just ah. Yeah. But like, but he has the spirit of the character. Yes. So that's really the important thing. The beard is a secondary thing. No, it's true. And Momoa can do it. Like, yeah, Momoa sure. is, is going to embody. Well, the it's Lobo. You know. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, I wonder if it's a Lobo movie or if Lobo will be the antagonist in the Superman movie. Ooh. you know like was... lobo will be a character that just like motorcycles well, his way through dc movies here's what i hope doesn't happen is that it isn't supergirl one of tomorrow and then lobo's in it oh my god because it's that's, that is straight up the last thing we need it's a space movie we don't need lobo we do not need lobo in that movie no just make a lobo movie i think like people <laughs> you know you'll engender a lot of good faith from the people who like snyder movies i, I would if i was dc i'd be like or warner Bros. i'd be like who <laughs> well that's what that's what they're like for everything they're like, we're true. making a Superman movie. And they're like, who exactly is that again? <laughs> is he like Omni-Man? So anyway, uh, yeah, but I'm hyped. You know, we'll see what his what his lineup is. Uh, uh, Raj Sharma also says, Tiffany, you're not down with the main man himself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down. I, I There is something about him that I'm like, nah. <laughs> and I think that just comes from watching the Superman animated. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the voice I hear. Yeah. I don't remember who played him yeah. in that. Wait, who? Lobo. The the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, well, he does a great Lobo. job. Like, so that's my voice for Lobo. Mm-hmm. Just this, like, great. My re- voice is Jason Momoa. What? <laughs> my voice for Lobo is Jason Momoa. Well, now it will be. Yeah, forever. But, like, but for, like, up for, until now, yeah, like, if I see him, like, I that, hear that voice. This just, like, really gravelly, like, coarse, gruff voice for Lobo. And yeah. I'm like. I enjoyed him in there because he's frustrating. He's a frustrating character. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that he's supposed to be written by either uh, Keith Giffen or someone who hates Lobo. Mm. Uh, Rystone one one seven. Sal, what actor, dead or alive, would you cast for the coveted role of Tempest Fugitive? <laughs> is it yourself? No, it's Vincent Price. Okay, we well, can't have that. You need. So it's dead or alive. Oh, dead or alive. I yeah. just, I, I just got lost over yeah, that. Vincent Price. Just nah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you wouldn't get Vincent D'Onofrio. No, no, I don't want Vincent D'Onofrio. I want like a super, like really, like skilled actor to have to take on this stupid. Oh, Ian role. McKellen then. 
<laughs> yeah, Ian McKellen, if I have to. Algie Try. <laughs> Always late to the show, but never too late to sponsor. Oh, Come thank pop, you. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Algie. Welcome to the show. Uh, so what other... I books? read Immortal X-Men number 10. X- Immortal X-Men number 10? Yay! Yay! Yeah. It came out! It's here. It's here, and it's amazing as usual. It's amazing and frustrating and just... Yeah, I like killing Kieran Gillen so much. I like the stories that he writes because over in the last like issue, um, Sinister's been like playing with timelines because he has all these copies of Moira. Yes, where he's like using them, like saving. Like I said, it's like you know, safe skimming where he's just like, yes, like oh, I didn't like how this went. I'm gonna kill her and then mm-hmm. try that again. Yeah. He's like different things. He really does not want to go back to Judgment Day. And I love that because Gillen's like, I made Judgment Day. I'm going to make it a big deal. And like for Sinister, it was. He didn't get judged. Yeah. Because he's a clone. Yeah. You don't get judged if you're a clone. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie, Ben. Yeah, what? what? Yeah, apparently. Or at least that. This uh, there's been a lot of Sinister clones. I can imagine it's like, I'm not judging. All, no. They're, no, it's trash. true. Yeah. But he killed um, Emma and Xavier, mm-hmm. Hope and Exodus. Yes. Among others. Uh, and so it's like, the problem is hope is dead. Yes. And not just, you know, the, the, the metaphorical concept. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a super incredible moment of cable carrying hope in a body mm. bag out and Get like, a body bag. Well, I got one. Yeah. Um, but how are they going to bring her back? The five need her. Mm-hmm. Cause like they, there's other, there's technically other mutants who could fill in the roles of the other five. But like with hope, it's been a struggle to find someone else. Who Darwin can, like, or something. <laughs> Well, no, Darwin's not here. No, no. Is he in the thing? No. Yeah. He, is he still in the thing? Yeah. Remember, he's a he's he became technology. Oh yeah. Well, I guess he's out then. I think yeah, that's I what think I'm Forge took him, but he's still technology. He's uh-huh. not a mutant anymore. Oh okay. Well, he is, but he's not a physical being. Yeah. Um, but she creates like this synergy among the characters that they need so they're like well we could try um who is it i can't remember who the two options i know it's sync and uh mimic Mm -hmm. Uh, mimic's like (laughs) mimic's like i think it's mimic yeah it's the one that looks like cyclops with the wings but with wings yeah yeah and he got a big m on his chest Uh uh-huh for mimic mimic's like i can't do this nope is it just because he's so lame he leaves he's just like i can't do it because everyone's like it's really a, like a well-written scene because there's like a lot of like sadness yeah. in the room in the in the room i mean like they're in like the the hatchery kind of mm-hmm. area um and but there's also like a lot of pressure where it's like yeah you need one, to... one of you needs to do this yep and i'm like good on sync he's like i'll do it i'm like sync you've been through a lot lately man yeah. like sync is really quickly becoming like a like a favorite character mm-hmm. of mine like Dude has been through the shit. Yeah. Also, we're going to put Mimic right at the bottom of the list for Resurrections, by the way. <laughs> Since we know you're useless. Yeah. Oh, you're not willing to do it? No, it's 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 too much pressure for him. He's yeah, like, oh I, no. I, he's like, I can't do it. Because like, the concern is like something could go awry. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Professor X just go into his brain and turn off that insecurity? Because he's dead. What? Oh, that's right. Oh, we're still in this reality where he... Yeah, no. They're like, we need to bring back hope. Right, We right. have to find a way to resurrect her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so sync like it's like all right i'm gonna do it and then like um what's his name is there uh the i never remember this dude's name it's uh dr guy oh, with the mushrooms. Stasis? yeah no the guy with the mushrooms isn't that dr stasis no oh is that is uh, it? sinister yeah mm. anyway um he's like 
regardless of names because there's gonna be a whole bunch of people and i appreciate you all for doing that um but um he the body bag's there and like sink goes to open he's like don't look in there it's it's like real bad mm-hmm. and i was like i really appreciate that he's just like this dude's usually kind of like more humorous or like sarcastic and he's like you don't have to do this he's like i need if i need to take her powers mm-hmm. i need to be as close to her as possible yeah gross. and like yeah so he has to like do it and he's like oh okay this is not good yeah um so basically um they have to like approximate hope and xavier yeah and emma's gone and exodus is gone and so what they do is the cuckoos do it nemesis that's it thank you dr nemesis yay um thanks Richie. uh but um yeah so the cuckoos are there so like okay. all four cuckoos are like work as a hive mind as a hive mind in order to that's approximate awesome. Uh, Xavier and they were able to bring back Hope. Yay! And then after they bring back they bring Hope, Xavier. they bring Xavier, Exodus, and um, Emma back. Cool. Meanwhile, the X-Men have been um, called forth to go find Sinister. They have an idea of where he might be. Mm-hmm. He built... That'd be like an all-hands-on-deck kind of situation. Well, like it's interesting because it's the it's it's closer to like the OG team because obviously um, Gene and Cyclops have been on the team, but like Beast is there now and, and Iceman is there. Colossus comes... Well, the the entire Quiet Council goes. Rogue is there too. Oh, cool! She's like, I'm I'm also going to be there. <laughs> Sweet. I'm also going to punch people. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's what we uh, um, need you for. We see uh, Sinister unleashes a whole bunch of his like early chimeras. So there's like a Cyclops eye boy mm-hmm. combo. So it's like this horrifying blob that's really just like eyes and mouths, and then like they just they shoot, shoot lasers, concussive blasts. Yeah, yeah that's, it's kind of a problem. Um, the X team attempts to keep the Quiet Council back because they don't want to bring them forth on the off chance something happens to them again, but they can't do it alone. So obviously, I mean, like you got some like some heavy hitters on that team or on the Quiet Council. So like you need Storm to, to be there. So yeah. everybody shows up. They 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 do their thing. Um, Gene's trying desperately to find Sinister. Sinister has a whole bunch of brains around that mimic who he is. Uh. And so like she like find he's like she's like I got him and so like Kurt gets the location he bams there he's like it's a it's a it's a red herring I'm, uh, it's not it. gonna work it's a decoy gotcha. that's decoy. the word mm-hmm. decoy yeah got it um but sinister is like boozing booting up a ship he's like he's like I'm out of here later jerks <laughs> um but the four um psychics that he killed used their powers together and they focus the totality of their power and they cut his ship in half yay and they get him oh wow okay and they bring him to justice and then they basically put him in the pit good okay. and they're like that was too good for him they're like how many sinisters do we have to put in the pit now i'm like do they find a secret lair with the moiras no they didn't but that's okay because they have a bigger problem mm. so they do that they're like, hmm, was that too good for him? Well, anyway. Well, at least we know where he is. And then Destiny grabs Mystique's arm and is like, we have to leave now. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This entire issue has been narrated. And you're like, who is narrating this? Because they talk about a lot of people and like they mentioned Xavier by name and stuff and like so that. But then Xavier as you're going narrated. through it, you're like, it is Xavier though. Like talking mm. about choosing his X-Men. It's like, I had access to Cerebro. And so when I chose the original team, I chose people who could get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Like I got to pick anyone, but I didn't. I picked people who I knew could do certain things or had the mindset to do certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, cool. And it's just going on and like how it's like, you know, like the X Men are here, and like we've been accused of, like, you know, we'll go after Magneto to stop him, or like, you know, back when he was at his worst. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we've been accused of like attacking our own kind, but the fact is, it's like you can't just, we can't just be without, you know, 
someone to watch us or like keep an eye on us. He's like, I, and how do I know this? He's like, cause I have a mirror. I know mm. that like, even I need to be, have in like check. someone like, okay. in, like in check. Like, right. Um, and so like, we're going on about that. Cause it's like, he's like, could you imagine what it would be like if I like, you know, basically had a bad day Yeah, or whatever. And then he takes his helmet off and you see a sinister diamond on his forehead. What? And I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah, when did they do the switcheroo? I don't know because he got resurrected and he didn't have it then, but like it could have been then. It could have been that's why he wanted to kill. I don't know. I mean, mm. he, he he had plans to begin with. So I'm like, okay, that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm like, how long has it been like that? Is it just been recently? I don't know. Mm. Right. So I'm, I'm like, since the Sinister is coming up next, a lot of people thought, not a lot of people, I just see people online. Um, there was an article that had come out that like Immortal X-Men was over. Um, oh. and then like Kieran Gillen came out and was like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, actually, like we're going to go to Immortal X-Men for mm-hmm. like an issue or two. And then it's coming right back. Good. Okay. Like, it's not over. We're trust me. Yeah. Like this might seem like it's like, oh, okay, we're good, but no, no, we're not, we're not done. So if you're on the Immortal X-Men train, we're going to shift a little bit. We're going to do some Sin- Sinister. We're going to do Im- Immoral X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, wait to see what those have for us. Yeah. And then he's coming right back. So Yay. don't worry. If you want more of that, it- it's coming our way. I definitely do. I trust Gillen. Um, I know for a lot of folk, like, Sins of Sinister comes off like it's an event. And I- I'm sure... They're gonna I'm sure Marvel it. would like you to I'm think I'm sure so. they're going to think it's like that, and, and maybe you do as well. But uh, I want you to think about the team behind what is coming at us, where it's Kieran Gillen, it's Cy Spurrier, and it's Al Ewing. It's just three top creators yeah. here coming at you uh, within um, the X-Men Krakoan era, but it's just the three of them. Right. And they're, they're going to be like doing like a Sins of the Sinister. I don't know how they're running it necessarily, but like... I bet there's an Alpha issue and an Omega issue. Have you this, have the previews. Have you, could, you could tell us right now. I could. Uh, I all I do know that there's going to be a Doctor Strange issue. Now, um, there's going to be Nightcrawlers, which is going to be written by Cy Spurrier. There's going to be Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, uh, at least three. So those like Nightcrawlers have three issues. Looks like Storm Storm's and the, getting three. Yeah, it's going to be three, and then Immoral X Men will also be three. But I don't see anything in this preview about Sins of Sinister, so that doesn't actually help me mm. on that one. Um, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that's also three. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like maybe it'll be nine. Right. That'd be very manageable. I like that. That is very manageable and, and close to the number of um, lives of where. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. Regardless of how many it is, I'm 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 excited for it because, yeah. Because I, I like those three creators. And Sinister, that, that's been a long time coming. You know, Sinister's been hanging out there just being sarcastic and snarky and like a, a main player. And, you know, they mentioned in this that like, they needed his genetics mm-hmm. like they needed that ability in order to like have the library in order to do resurrection but yeah. that like every time they've resurrected people they've needed less of him and like that's what they wanted was to get off of the need, need for, for sinister. sinister yeah so like sinister's been riding high on like the i know you need me yes. i'm gonna do what i want i get to be a jerk and be sassy and do whatever it is i want to do mm-hmm. but you know, we all knew there was going to be a moment where Sinister was going to snap. Yes. Like, out of everyone, all the villains who are on the the Quiet Council, I'm like, Sinister's Day is coming. And I'm kind of glad it's something that's, like, happening over here. Yeah. It's not something that every book has to deal with happening we, over here. And they could. They could. But, yeah, they're not. So. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. Yay. Uh, Nicholas Ferreira uh, says, hey, guys, I love the show. I usually listen on a Tuesday morning, but able to catch the show live today. Ooh. You guys are the best. Thanks, Nick. Thank appreciate it. Or much. Nicholas, appreciate it. 
Uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad it's working because that's the idea is that this show, it's live on Monday nights around mm -hmm. 5.30 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But then it's released immediately following the live show. And then hopefully people catch it when they can uh, throughout the week. Exactly. Uh, so thanks for checking us out, man. And thanks for being here. Uh, LT3, Monkey Paw Curls, you can have Lobo, but New 52 Lobo. That'd be fine. <laughs> I think that'd be, that'd be freaking hilarious. As long as his butt's good. The other thing is, do it. Because you know what happened to New 52 Lobo? Yeah. Real Lobo shut up, showed up and chopped his head off. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Thorne suggested Sal as Alan Moore as Tempest Fuganaut. Yes. I like the idea of Alan Moore being Tempest Fuganaut. He'd be like, <laughs> I'll, I'll play him, but I don't have to care. Uh, Jean Cifuentes or Jean Cifuentes says, Sal, are you a hugger? Uh, I hug people that I care about. I don't, uh, I don't genuine, I don't generally hug strangers, but uh, I do you know, when I know them, when I get to know them in some so way. So like, I don't hug me from my, from my perspective. He's definitely a hugger. Yes. But don't, but, but like other but, than but don't that, like come out of, out of the darkness at no, me. It's not, how about this? He doesn't like, it's not like he's like hugging Ben. No, we don't hug regularly, but occasionally. Yeah. I, I remember when I was in high school, the first, like the very beginning, uh, you know, I was, uh, I went through like six different social groups in high school, like in the very beginning, like by February of my freshman year, I finally cemented who I was hanging out with. So like there was a really tumultuous period from like September, October, November, December, January. Uh -huh. Like it was, it was a really different time. Yeah. I, I was a very different person from like then to then. And uh, when I was hanging out with these like drama girls and guys, like these, these people were hugging her left and right. Yeah. And they were like, like, all right, we're getting on the bus hug. And I'm like, I'm not going to complain about this, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I can get you, a, a man can get used to this, you know, just, just, just beautiful women hugging you all the time. And uh, so, yeah, I, it really, it really helped to like strengthen that muscle, the hugging yeah, muscle. The hug muscle. Yeah. And then I, I, but I spread that around myself. So like when I would see friends, I'd hug them and they would be like, whoa, hugs. All right. I'm like, all right. So yeah, no, like I was very quickly conditioned to be a hugger. You're a hugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, and, I think I said safe skimming. I meant safe scumming. Mm, uh, but Spider-Man to TMNT, we'll never see it, but I would love to. And I think that what people need to do is get some special, really cool, commissions done by their favorite artists to do spider-man and the other ninja turtles because that'd be really cool to see agreed uh hey you with the face gave us a sticker thank you very much hey you with the face for thank your support you. and for your great sticker um well, I'm, I'm sorry i can't show it on the thing that's just the, the nature of the streaming software uh shriange uh raj sharma says hey sal anyway you can get matt reeves or james gunn on the show they would be perfect to discuss characters with i bet dc warner brothers would like that too i don't think that they are aware of us in any way no, uh, they're, they're kind of a we're a little smaller potatoes than their uh you know steak dinner but i will say that um i it wouldn't be for lack of trying i would certainly reach out to them i uh, i tweeted at james gunn just very recently for the first time in my life uh making a joke but yep. you know still reaching out yay is that a Shiba? Yeah. Yay. Um, thank you. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, asking, I mean, I'd invite them to come on the show. I sure. mean, we're part of the press tour, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's not out of the quest, out of the realm of poss possibility, but right? I, don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon, though. <laughs> Matt, the, uh, we're going to ask you a couple of questions about the Batman, um, but the rest of the questions will be about Cloverfield. Yeah, about Cloverfield, because my wife is a big fan of Cloverfield, <laughs> and we need to know more about that. <gasps> oh, thank you. Uh, Harishi Venkatesh, since the Sinister is just those nine issues. Nice. Uh, Girk Pectus. Are you sure? Uh, it's, I mean, we're looking at the preview magazine. Uh, Girk Pectus, I refuse to buy Daredevil since the number one relaunch because I don't want to support that stupid policy. Glad to have this show to keep me updated. I wait until the book has been out for at least two to three years. 
then you're missing out, man, because it's a great series and it's worth picking up and they don't care. Like that, that kind of like, uh, like, you know, stand up, uh, you know, protest is wasted on them. Like Marvel could not care less. I mean, like you are doing, uh, the, the right thing by voting with your dollar. Like you're not giving them money. Um, but they don't know why you're not giving them your money. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, but well, this sins of sinister. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Davis, longtime listener, first time super chatter. <gasps> Either of you reading what's the furthest place from here. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Tyler. I think you read the first issue when it first launched. If I did, I honestly don't No, you don't remember, remember anything about and it. I, and I apologize. We're on issue that. 10 of yeah, no, I, I don't what's the furthest it. place from here. Yeah, there's a sins of sinister number one. Yeah, there you go. Be six dollars. Well, that makes sense. There's three sinisters, three three of Nightcrawler, three of Storm, and three of Sinister Sinister. Except it's also three of. Uh, no, no, no. It's gonna be three. Three of um the other one. Three, yeah. Immoral, yeah. yeah Nightcrawler's immortal, immoral, and then Brotherhood, and then there's also this Sins of Sinister number one. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and I haven't read any of it. Uh, Braden schedule. Are you a kisser, Sal? No, uh, I only kiss people uh, that I, uh, I I am married to. So you're <laughs> afraid you'll have to you'll, you missed out on that one. Uh, Punisher number nine from Jason Aaron and Paul Azekta or Azekta and Jesus Saiz. Um, this series is phenomenal, and I don't care if you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, I tried it. Oh, okay, cool for you. Good, good for you. I don't give a shit. This is a great series. And uh, if you if you read The Punisher like a lot, like if you love The Punisher and you're like, I didn't, I didn't even give this a shot. Read it. If you have never read The Punisher, you're like, Punisher's a stupid overrated character. I would never read The Punisher. Read it. This book is dope. And the the opening double page splash of the first issue tells you everything you need to know about what this book is because mm-hmm. it's like it's this menagerie of all the images of the Punisher. We talked about it in our first review of this book. And I'm just like, the Punisher has been many things. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Right. You know, like one time he was a Frankenstein monster. This is not the weirdest thing. Don't let YouTubers who commoditize and monetize your frustrations tell you something about you, what, what you think or what you don't think about something you've never experienced. Like just read the damn thing and think for yourself. Mm-hmm. But this is a great book and it looks good. And it, 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 it this particular issue, Punisher, of course, is like a tool slash disciple of the hand. Uh, they believe that the hand believes that he is like an instrument of the beast. Aaron plays with the, with conventions and ideas. Obviously, like there's been there's a little bit of a retcon here where like there's this old lady who's in charge of the hand and she's been like seemingly watching frank castle from afar she like got some tip that this kid will be like the perfect disciple of the beast and i'm gonna watch him mm-hmm. uh we retcon that he like his he committed his first murder at age 10 no complaints it's a great murder for frank it works perfectly mm-hmm. she has nothing to do with it it's not involved she the only thing she does is she's like would you like a dagger and he's like get away from me you weirdo right and i'm like yep frank would do that <laughs> then we find out that like when frank returns from war he's with Maria and there's this throughout this whole series, they've established like what's going on because of course, like Maria was resurrected and that's how they lured him into the hand in the first place. Right. And so uh, what they establish in like, I think it's like retconning slash like more, more deepening of what we've already known. Um, Frank, when he returns is like 
not acclimating well mm -hmm. to domestic life and like lives in a like sleeps in a tent in the backyard and his children are afraid of him and you know maria is like we need to make this work and the the retcons and these are great because it's like you know frank is inarticulate and he doesn't like know how to speak to people and he he never did and when he met maria like he loved her and but he didn't know how to do it so he like paid somebody to write letters to her and then maria is like this dude like you know i, I didn't know about this side of him you know mm -hmm. and so then and and as maria is like thinking more about this she's realizing like i don't think he ever wrote those letters like i don't think the man that i thought i fell in love with ever existed right and that's oh. what this whole issue this whole issue has been about her like realizing like who he was and where he came from and how she was like you know anytime like his old war buddies or anybody that he worked with like comes to his house they'll talk about the war or they'll talk about like what they did. But anytime they talk about him, he pushes them out of the house and like never talks to them ever again. Like he's really like, like the war is his mistress. Mm -hmm. But then she realizes, and this is a narration of this issue, like that. No, I'm the mistress. That what he really loved was the war. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's so great. And you're starting to understand or at least you think you're starting to understand like oh maria is falling out of love with frank she's becoming afraid of him right but you're realizing that like he's doing all these things like he's going to marriage counseling and like he's working with the kids more and he's like making love to her more and like there's there's this like effort being made and she, and at first you're thinking that she's interpreting it as lip service and the hand is like watching this going look as far as we know like frank castle is not the beast like he is not our disciple. He's not, you, you got your wires crossed. Maybe he was the instrument of death, but like he flew a kite today with his children. Mm -hmm. He is not going to do this mm -hmm. unless we push him. Like we need to take everything from him in order to make him what he will be. Mm -hmm. So like the hand comes up with the idea, like we need to kill his entire family. And she says, no. Right. So you're like, cause you're reading it, hate reading it going like, Oh my God, here we go. Here's where we find out the hand killed Frank's family. Nope. It's just a coincidence. It just happens anyway. Right. right. I'm like, yes. That's awesome. so, you, so you have the new thing, but you preserve the old thing. Meanwhile, Ares, God of War, is like, I love Frank Castle. He's my greatest freaking disciple of all time. And like, he's like, screw the beast. He's stupid and declares war on, you know, the hand and fights Frank. And he's like wearing, in, in deference to Frank, the original Punisher logo on his chest. Uh -huh. And Frank, of course, is getting more powers than the beast. And he fights Ares and then murders Ares. And right before Ares dies, he says, I'm so proud of you. And then passes away with a smile on his face. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Frank is slaughtering gods. And like, he's getting more powerful. And Maria is like giving this whole narration as the show's going. And you're just like watching this go as Maria is realizing that like, I am the mistress to Frank's true love. And he, and he's cheating on her with me. Like he's doing all this work because he does love me. And so that's pretty freaking cool. And so when, and she comes to this realization when he comes back after killing Ares and she's wearing full hand regalia, she's like, let's go. <laughs> I'm all in now. And you're like, yes, that's, what? That's crazy. Meanwhile, it all wraps up. Like this issue in particular is wrapping up with like Daredevil and Logan and, captain america and dr strange going like what are we gonna do about frank and i'm like <laughs> what indeed 
Uh, so it's just like it's setting up all this really cool stuff. That's but it's great. Just really engaging, and this this one issue particularly crystallized everything I like about this series. I I kind of I know it's not because like, these things can happen at any point in time, but I love the idea that Strange just came back, and they're right. like, Steve, Steve, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because like the art in this issue is phenomenal. S- Strange looks really cool. Of course, he's shrouded in shadow, That's but he has cool. a third eye. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what the third eye is all about. Maybe it's like something he's doing, but like, you know, it, it's it looks great. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I was like, you would dig it the most because because uh, you know because Strange looks really cool. Well, yeah, well, Aaron, you know, has an affinity for him. He, he, he likes him, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Exactly, yeah. Like, I want to see what Aaron would do with Doctor Strange. Oh, that, that was awesome. <laughs> with Doctor Strange, Captain America, Moon Knight, Black Widow, Wolverine, and, like, Daredevil is also being a huge problem, so we have to ignore him eventually. Like, he eventually just goes away. But, right, like, right. Yeah, I assume he's using the Eye of Agamotto. Aaron's like, all right, I'm off Avengers. Maybe I can write Defenders. Fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got to read the series if you haven't already. Uh, mm-hmm. Harishi Venkatesh, After Judgment Day and Immortal. I went back and got Phonogram, Once in Future Die, and All the Wicked and Divine. Gillen has ensorcelled my heart and joined my always buy list along with King and Zadarsky. Excellent use of ensorcelled. It's true. And that's a fantastic <laughs> list of people to follow. It is. Just it add is. Brian K. Vaughn to that and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Link, the current Punisher series is phenomenal. Best thing aaron's written in years i agree this is literally i loathe his avengers i told you though but this is fantastic yes one character one character right i would love to you know what i'd like to see another i think he did it i think aaron did have a growth writer run i would say because i haven't i read like the first first issue of of, of punisher i enjoyed it quite a bit Mm -hmm. um but everyone don't forget he did write king conan yeah that was great and he wrote conan yeah and it's dope like it's a dope series it's just nobody cares about conan yeah so it's like maybe you didn't read it but like while he was writing the avengers run that no one liked he's also writing this amazing conan run like at the same time and i'm like no dude can write yeah dude can just write like one or two characters yes and that's all i'm asking for uh girk pectus are you gonna watch the last of us i don't get the point of that show i rather watch arcane or cyberpunk edge runners that expands the games not just copy i'm so glad you said this because now i get to say how wrong that is um no seriously <laughs> i'm like yay someone brought this up because we were having this conversation i was like i wasn't sure i was gonna watch it because i i played the game i loved the game yes loved the game really enjoyed it um and i was like what what could they possibly do i wasn't a huge fan of some of the casting going into it but you know what what was I going off of articles and photos? Yeah. So that was kind of it. So I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I was like brought in immediately. And like, I hear some folks saying that they're just like, I don't get it. Like why it's already done. And it's like, you know what? I, I get you. Cause it's like much like for me or I'm like, don't make saga into a show. And right. I'm like, cause you're just, you'd have to do the same thing. Right. Like, you don't have to do it. You can just read it. And I'm like, you know what though? Here's, here's a couple of things. One, the two games that you are putting it up against, mm-hmm. Um, Cyberpunk does have like a story. a story. I didn't play it because when it came out, it was a hot mess, and I was like, "I'm good." Yeah, I don't right? Play games, thanks. But like, it is a a, a larger open worldy feeling story with like a ton of lore and like all the stuff going on. And Cyberpunk itself is actually just a genre of storytelling. Yeah, like Cyberpunk is a thing. It's not right. That's just the game title. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole sci fi thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can go read books about sci- like different Cyberpunk worlds and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um. The Edge Runners, you know, show 
fun idea. I think that was actually really smart for them to do because of the fact that they're separating themselves from some of the failure of the game, just in terms of not the game story itself, because I don't know it, yep. but in terms of all of the stuff that was mixed in with it, this was smart. Also, you want a very specific style. It's going to bring in a different group of people, right? Arcane. Arcane is uh, based off of League of Legends, and that is a very different type of game that has a lot of, you know, lore to it. Yes. But like Laura has been built up over time and and that's not really like maybe you're playing it for that, but probably not. You're probably playing it because it's a MOBA and that's what you want to play. Right? right. Whereas The Last of Us is a strictly story driven game. And while each of us has a different play style for how we're going to get through the scenarios, for the most part, we all had the, a very similar experience as Joel and Ellie going through the world of The Last of Us. Um, but it's an experience that not every human being got to have necessarily. Yeah. Right? Like, just like those other games, like, not everybody's going to play a cyberpunk game. Th- the fact is, like, making it an anime and colorful and, and changing who the main character makes sense for the world and honestly fits really well with a lot of other cyberpunk genre anime out there mm-hmm. or anime style animation out there. Um, but like taking the last of us, which is a really beautiful story that I I think is an important one for us to, as as human beings to consider anytime a story like this comes up, I, I, I think they're important for people to recognize and to see, because it helps us to question, um, who we are and like what makes us human. Right. Because it's funny because they're, uh, you know, uh, your C your Sia, I think that's Mm -hmm. how you pronounce her name now. Ah. Um, uh, changed her. Yes. screen thing right so i'm like i think that's how you say it yeah, yeah. just completed it and i was like oh my gosh like you got to play it for the first time and i'm so jealous of you for having that experience but like you know it's it's this game about like ordinary people in like this you know crazy messed up world in which it's like hey every, you literally have monsters out there but the most monstrous things you run into aren't yeah. always the monsters exactly. right and so you've got this game that is heavily like it's a video game and like you need to stealth and you need to know how to do certain things and not everyone's going to gravitate towards that. I mean, I I used to think everybody could play video games and they're down for it and everybody can, but not everybody like grabs a controller and totally understands what to do with it mm-hmm. or wants to be able to, to, to jump into that or has that amount of time, even though that game is not super long. It's, it's, you know, not everyone has time for that. Yeah. So to take that story and then to re put it out there and basically do it one for one, I honestly have no problem with it at all. Because it's a story that I, I is now more approachable for a lot of people. Yeah. And so, like, they get to go on that journey. Now, what the rest of us who played the game got to have was we actually went on the journey. Like, yeah. we played it. We had to sneak through. Like, I had to, like, avoid clickers and, like, all that stuff. Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, you know, I had the pressure of, like, trying to, you know, save a character from something else or what. Like, that was on me. Yeah. But the story at its core, everyone can enjoy now. Right. And and so like for people to like, give it a hard time because it's not expanding on the universe, we, you, you know what? They made a whole second game. And if you didn't like that game, then maybe you didn't want the expansion on the universe. Right. And maybe if this game or this show does well, maybe the creators or the, or the writers will write something else that they can then yeah. make. But like let people enjoy it and don't don't yuck their young man. Well, that's I, all I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm. Video game movies are terrible mm-hmm. and video game adaptations are terrible. And yeah. uh, and especially in the most recent years, there are also opportunities for writers to just do whatever they want instead of just do what people want to see. And maybe like we get one win. Yeah. Like how about one win instead of like just 17 terrible Resident Evil movies, uh, a really shitty Resident Evil show, 
dumb Mortal Kombat movies, like even Assassin's Creed sucked, you know, like, and it was just, it was all right there. Yeah. Like, all you got to do is just do the and, damn game. Like if, if they, they make a Bioshock movie, boy, would I love to watch a, an, an interpreted alternate story no. that's under the world of Bioshock. No, it isn't just the story. And I think that's like what people forget is that when they do like go off book that much that people are just like, but I wanted to see the thing I wanted to see. Right. Like, how about we just, why don't, I, what about this? Do last of us, right? right? Like do the game. Yeah. And then do, Another scene, like you that's know, what I'm saying. Like, if this does well, there's nothing stopping them from going. Like, hey, let's tell another story set in this world. But we told Joel and Ellie's story right. for right now. I mean, technically, there's more, but like, we right. told that story. Like, let, let's go and like check out some other characters. And if you think for a second that they're not going to have to do some like extra world building within this, you're 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 kidding yeah, they're yourself. Gonna straight, they're going to have to because it's like there is a lot of talking in that game, but there's not that much. A yeah. lot of that game is you trying to do like. To get from one area to the next area exactly. like you actually have to do that so like you're still gonna get that but like i i just don't understand that mentality mm-hmm. when there are so many people discovering this for the first time going like wait what's this like what is this even about and right. it's like oh well you think it's this it's it's very much it's not technically zombies yep but it is following like what i think makes a really good zombie movie which is like hey here's something that really it's about this other thing yeah but it also examines like humanity as a whole and i'm like that's what a zombie movie should absolutely do so i'm like hey listen i'm down for it and i love it and i and i i didn't think i was going to enjoy it at all i don't know why but i i am i think because uh fool me once shame on you i think that's exactly what it is it's a goddamn video game meditation i think it's exactly what it is like we like literally they just finished making a terrible resident evil show like we know how bad it can be yeah uh, Cat Lair will defend for treats. I think it's funny that Matt told on Frank to the Avengers, and then a few months later, the Avengers will see Matt in a, in a, as a cult leader. Matt, for real, damn it! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's great. He already is. No, if you read the most recent Daredevil, like he is literally that. But yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, let's talk about some books that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Um. You can look at this one. Oh, sure, that. sure, sure. Uh, Murder World continues from Jim Zub and. Uh, Ray Fox, uh, in which, you know, uh, Arcade's whole murder world scenario is going crazy. New characters, new ideas, fun story. It's an event, kind of, or a story arc. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Murder World should have just been Murder World 1, 2, 3, 4 instead of Murder World subheading number one. So that's mm. a terrible idea. Uh, Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin is getting a uh, prequel sequel. Uh, I bet you didn't know that. It's coming out wednesday so check out that book if you want to see more about like the new turtles and if you want to see the same story about mikey surviving after the you know whole thing in the past of last ronin like we saw that in the book but like maybe we'll see more of that oh boy i don't know okay uh Human Target number 11 is a, uh, you know, the 11th chapter of a perfect series, which you should be reading. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that comes out. Uh, I read it and it's perfect. Uh, one Bad Day, Catwoman is coming out, which I'm also really excited for because, you know, one more, more One Bad Days plus Catwoman. Uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Action Comics 1051 is going to introduce the Superman team, the Super Family. Uh, three different writers on it, including Dan Jurgens and Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna read this and then probably never read any more because I oh, okay. I, I don't want to read any more Philip Kennedy Johnson anything. Uh, and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 18 is coming out, which like who cares? 
but uh, I'm going to see where it goes, especially because like now that this thing has happened in dark web with the X-Men tie in, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, how does that affect Ben's crappy plan? Sounds great. Like, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure it'll be dumb. Right. Cause like, you know, wreck rack or whatever the, hell his name is is going to oh, be right. in it, the the battle toad yep. with spider-man costume um but yeah it's you know it's silly it's they're having they seem to be having a really fun time don't they good for them i'm glad they're having fun at the expense of readers but uh yeah so that's a that's a book uh what are you recommending tiffany this is one of those weeks for me i yeah. didn't even see it coming exterminators number five is coming out this is a book by leah williams and uh art by carlos gomez i thought this was a series i knew it was gonna be five issues issue four i was like it's over yeah but it's not no? So we'll see what's happening. Oh, cool. I don't know. I mean, like, I knew it was going to be five issues. Right. But I just, like, this, for me, the story kind of summed up in four. So I guess we'll find out what's happening. Hmm. Uh, Midnight Sims number five is coming out. Mm. I don't remember how many of this is supposed to be. But this is written by Ethan Sachs with art by Alberto like that's it. Fochi. Oh, yeah. I guess this is it. Wrapping it up. I might have missed issue four. So, oh, no. I might have to go back and check this out. This is clearly. A Haven't book- you ever wanted to have sex with Agatha, Har- Agatha Harkness? Because now you can with this awesome new status quo great uh we'll see what happens yeah uh with that um like clearly this is something to tie in with the game the game to some degree it's um, not a game tie-in though this it is, is a not marvel a game no, no, no. universe it's story just, we got a game to, capitalizing on the game might as well do a a, a story about that because agatha's in that too uh, but she doesn't look like that <laughs> uh, dr strange uh fall sunrise number three is coming out this is the Tradmore comic i have to read issue two but i do have it i just haven't had a chance to sit down and read it so i can read issue two and issue three yay this is some crazy trippy stuff and if you want more of this type of stuff from marvel this is a book you need to be purchasing because everybody says they love trad more now love trad more doing dr strange yeah <laughs> uh gargoyles number two is coming out written by greg weissman uh, with art by george uh combates combates mm-hmm. um yeah that's just that's just they log right on there man yeah yay I'm super excited <laughs> uh, i forgot this book was happening uh sam and university the dead boy detectives number two so mm-hmm. checking that out, uh, written by uh, Pickett and art by Stokely. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to pick this up because I did not read three. The three, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. But I want to let you all know that Mark Miller is putting out another Magic Order volume. So four is coming out. Issue one will be dropping this week. So if you like the Magic Order, go. And go. if you read Magic Order three, yeah, I know you read at least the first issue of three. And yes. then you were like. And if you, you didn't, didn't. if you like the art from the first arc of Shang-Chi, that's the arc you're, art you're getting in this. Yeah. So you can check that out as well. Uh, saga number 61. Hey, it's back. It's back. It's back. We're doing it. Heck yeah. Uh, I don't know what that was, but listen, Brian <laughs> came on and Vienna Staples still chugging along on this book. I, I my, Can my heart take any more? I don't even know at this point. Mm-hmm. Since it's sinister. Number one. Kieran Gillen, Lucas Wernick. Hooray. Here we go. Here here we go. 52 pages. $6. Wow. Nice. It's going to be more expensive, but we're kicking it off big. Good. Big. I want this one in physical. 52 big pages. Yeah. Oh, you want that in physical? Okay. For six big dollars. <laughs> it's okay if I can't. I'll put it on the list. I don't need it necessarily. Mm-hmm. So that, that's it. That's, that's what I got. Those, oh. those are the books that I'm going to be reading, maybe. Okay. 
Well, there you have it. Uh, what was it? We had a couple of super chatters really quick. Oh, then we're not done. We're not done. No, don't go anywhere. Uh, don't you sure, leave. Before you leave, uh, make sure to I like this you. video and subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you, see, you uh, see us here. Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, let's get ready for a hot Agatha. Continues to only play the game. Fair. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that game is way more fun than it has any right to be. Right? Oh, and they're ending of that Avengers game. Yes, that Avengers game is over, which uh, surprises literally nobody. Yeah. Hey, that's amazing. Someone just asked if the, Fe the Midnight Suns game was any good. Yeah. That was just, I, yeah. Well, I, if you'd like to find out, watch Tiffany play that game at twitch.tv slash comic pop and follow us at youtube.com at comic pop plays. Uh, to check out the uh, re-uploads of VODs. I know that uh, The Last of Us is being played by Tiffany, uh, and you can check out that series and more series, including two 11-hour streams that are uploaded. It is all of Tiffany playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I'm also in that video. Oh, nice. But it's, it is 22 big hours of Jeez. Tiffany playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance I'm 3. Sorry, Two videos and uh, yeah, that's it. Because I, I didn't, because I couldn't do more than 10 hours. You know, actually, I didn't feel like I should do I a didn't know you were doing the entire. Yeah, I wanted to try it. See what oh, that was all about. Okay. You know, you, I didn't realize how many damn hours that game was. So yeah, 20, uh, two 11 hour videos are up that encompass all of uh marvel ultimate alliance 3 um and i wanted to see how that would do That's sure, 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 sure. Uh, the first one did really well the second one not so much but even still uh, they're out there but uh you know in case you don't want to watch playlists but there are plenty of playlists on youtube.com at comic pop plays uh but check out those uh mystery ent says love your videos thank you very much mystery ent uh, enjoy your time in the forest and we will see you guys <laughs> all next time maybe here. ENT. Oh, right, maybe. Probably more uh, lucrative. But uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack here on YouTube.com slash Comic Pop Returns. Uh, we all really appreciate you. Thank you very much for our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. And we'll see you guys here next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody, and keep on reading. Bye.